Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everybody. Welcome back to another fun, spooktacular filled episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo and so much more. You want to know what's scary? Diabetes. And so much more as well. <laughs> We're going to talk Halloween. This is our very own Sacred Diabetes. Icon Halloween Halloween special. And we got some three player co op action going once again. And I'm excited to get into this one, so we're going to get right to it. I'm your host, Jovial Joshua Hargis. Joined as always. I almost messed that up. I totally messed that up. Fuck it. Brian Arvett, my buddy, my pal, my friend, you know who. And joining us again is our buddy, our patron, our sacred boy, fucking Ouija, a.k.a. Nestor. Nestor, a.k.a. fucking Ouija. Welcome back, buddy. Also a green plumber. That's right. So many names. Oh man. Oh, sorry guys. Glad to be back. Oh wow. Okay. I was like, what's happening real quick? Okay. I looked so confused. I was. I, got I, was right like, away. I was like, is there a small foreign woman under your desk, Nestor? No, just a just a very happy green plumber. I wish you guys could have seen Brian's face. He was I like, was. Who? <laughs> Whoa, who, who, who's 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 uh mic is that coming out of? Shocked. He's like, what is going on? I, I wonder how many people are listening to this while eating Halloween candy. And Josh was like, you know what sucks, diabetes. <laughs> I have to do adult onset diabetes. Oh, they man. just see the reflection in their on their phone, and they're like, oh man, that's okay. me when I see my laptop screen. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're gonna so we're gonna talk about everything Halloween, things that make us think of Halloween, games, movies, shows, music, uh, Halloween memories. Uh, and we got our buddy here, Nestor, to, to talk us talk to us about it. I think it's going to be a fun episode. I think people are going to enjoy this one. I will start off to set the precedent here. You think it's uh, fun, Brian? I'm 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 scared. I'm scared. I, that's like me and that dark that Dark Souls DLC. I'm like, nope, <laughs> terrified. Um, so have you guys ever heard of a PlayStation One game called Jersey Devil? Yeah, yes. you told me about that. Yeah, this is one of those things I always think about with with Halloween because it was like this PS One platformer wasn't very good, but I feel like mm-hmm. most people who played PlayStation One know about it. You play as like this, I mean, this little guy in like a devil suit, like a purple devil suit, and like the first bo- the first level is like really dark. There might be a cemetery, cemetery, but some of the the enemies are pumpkins. These pumpkins jump around. It. Yeah, and it just uh, Jersey Devil like that just reminds me of Halloween. Uh, it's a very Halloween-inspired game. Um, Didn't you say you guys bought that? 
when yeah, you guys we, played it, like rented yeah, it so much kid, or something? Yeah, but I couldn't get past like the second or third level. The platforming was really hard. Oh on shit! PS One, it wasn't that good. Damn man, I almost started watching an episode of Jersey Shore. Ah, don't uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, want that Jersey Devil, want that Jersey Shore. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed that show, Guilty Pleasure. But <laughs> are you looking it up now, Josh? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Okay. Did you ever play yeah, it, Master? I've never played it, um, but I have seen it. You know, I really dig the uh, the Looney Tunes art style for it. I think all the enemies yeah. might have been veggies. I'm not sure. Oh really? Yeah, I do see what you're talking about. Nestor definitely has that Looney Tunes look to it. Yeah, I think it was made by it was made by WB. Oh, really? oh shit! Okay. I don't think I realized I'm not that. mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense. Okay. What about you, Nestor? Do you have a? Well, okay, we're gonna we're obviously gonna have a segment for Luigi's Mansion, of course. Oh yeah. <laughs> but do you have a game, movie, show, song, whatever that reminds you of Halloween instinctively? That other than Luigi's Mansion? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. There's a lot, man. Halloween, like October is. Just favorite time of the year um oh yeah love that autumn season i mean aside from like luigi's mansion uh, i always get the i always get the hankering to play uh the original banjo kazooie oh um, vibe to it kind of oh yeah i i mean like a the uh, gruntilda the witch True. is the main antagonist so yeah. it works out um as far as like shows and stuff go you guys ever seen uh you guys ever seen scary godmother on cartoon network I haven't. Have you I don't know. Uh-uh. You go back and look on it, and the 3D animation is oh, like Jesus Christ, super primitive. Yeah, but me Scary and Scary Godmother, Revenge of Jimmy. <laughs> what? Is yeah, this? man, good times. Me and my sisters would get super hyped to watch that every year. Hmm. Wow, I haven't heard of that one. You know, I was thinking because I see it behind you. Uh, Majora's Mask is a very Halloween-esque kind of like it's not like Halloween in the game per se, but man, it's, it's dark. You know, like in the, in the same kind of way. So Dude, I'm, this animation's oh, yeah. kind of sick. Like, I'm looking at it right now. It's like this weird, like, 3D. I'm not, I'm not used to seeing this animation the, no, for the scary it's, godmother. It's worth yeah. a watch, man. It's, it's cozy. It looks pretty cool. There was a Holy TV shit. show. There was a TV. No, have <laughs> either of you guys ever seen Hawaii Five-O? <laughs> wow, Brian. Yeah, okay. I would not have oh. expected you to. No, I don't watch show. it. I don't watch it. But you, you know, oh. one, one of the main guys from Hawaii Five-O used to be in this show that got canceled after one season. It was called Moon, Moonlight, I think. Moonlight, he was a vampire. I think I know what you're talking about. Like the, the main guy from, from Hawaii Five-0, he was like a vampire. Mm-hmm. And got one season, I, I really loved it, um, but it got canceled. And there was this part in like third or fourth episode where the, the episode ended. They were in like a carnival, on like, and there was like a vampire or something on a Ferris wheel, and it started playing um, Crawls Like a Bird from a Worm by The Used. You know that mm-hmm. song? Did either of you yeah. know that song? Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. And they just started playing, them I'm like, this is badass, and... I thought it was a really cool show, but it ended but uh, after one season. But I, I always think of Halloween when I think of that, that show. Josh, what do you well, got? Yeah. What's what's something that uh, reminds you? Oh, of man. Bioshock. The very first Bioshock. Mm. I'm more specifically, if I get down into the section of Fort Frolic, when I played the demo to that game, it goes right up until, I want to say the medical pavilion. I can't remember, but you got to play about a good hour of it in the demo. And I played that repeatedly. And I thought when I've got the full game, getting to the medical pavilion was going to be like the top scary part of the game. And it, I mean, it's its pretty frightening when you're, when you're in there. It's dark and you get to a point when you see like a woman on a surgical table and this guy is like talking and I think it was Dr. Steinman was his name. And there's all this blood and bodies and everything and it's just very gory. And 
I was terrified because it like I, if I'm not mistaken it kind of like fakes you out so you're like focused on that and then like people come at you from the sides and stuff like that and there was like one section in there I want to say where like this person like you see their shadow in um what what, what are what are those rooms called um, I, where they're they uh, clean up the you know deceased you know they, they put them in the chambers ah I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called, but they have. Uh, there, there's a room like that. Okay. And you see someone's shadow, and you run in that direction, and they're gone. Well, then when you go back, they pop out of one of those, and they get you. And uh, you know that's scary. But I get to Fort Frolic, and there's this guy named Sander Cohen, and uh, he's got like everyone there, all these splicers that he turned to like clay, and they're just like frozen in you know very statuesque poses. And I'll never forget. I'm in there, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around this one bar, and I go into this back room, and at the very end of it, there's a safe. And I'm like, well, I gotta get this, you know? So I go in, I hack it, but as I was walking in there, there was a person, like, in this chair, kind of sitting not too far from it. And they're just sitting there. And I'm like, well, they're in all, like, in clay and everything, so they're dead. You know, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, wow, crazy. But then after I finish hacking the chest, I turn around and I'm just looking at my gun. I'm processing like how much money I just got and everything. And suddenly I realize there's no one sitting in that chair. And then like at the end of the room, there's this like woman in this ballerina pose. And I'm like, what the fuck? And no sooner than I say that, that she like lets out this blood curdling scream and leaps at me. And I let out a blood curdling scream. <laughs> you know, and I start pumping the shotgun into her. And when she went down, I did not stop firing. And I just sat back. I paused the game and I got up and I just stood there like hands on my hips, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like decompressing what just happened. It scared the shit out of me. That's my go, biggest. You had to go wipe after that. Oh, yeah. I had to go check at least. You know, I mean, it's that's probably the scariest moment I've ever had in a video game. And I mean, it's not super like Halloween fueled per se, but in terms of just the gory horror, like it had so many different aesthetics going for it in that thematically. You know, like I said, your medical pavilion, then you go into a place that's a bit more like a theatrical experience, like very like 1940s cinema and stuff, and just very creepy game. And uh, yeah, so that one. I mean, yeah, I didn't there. even think of going that direction, like horror games in specific. Um, I feel like I had to have, I don't actually remember, but I probably mentioned this on the last Halloween podcast episode we did, mm-hmm. but like Slenderman, Slenderman, Josh, like I had you play that too, but that's the most afraid I've ever been in, maybe in my life. I, I felt my soul leave my body because <laughs> if I have told this before, someone will probably start to realize, oh, I've heard this before, but like. So basically, Slenderman, the original one, was this this game you could download for free, and it was very simple. You just, it's first person, you walk around in a forest, and it says collect the eight pages, and there's these pages of paper that are like on tree trunks and in the bathroom and lay on the ground or on a log, and it just says collect the eight pages. Well, I read, so the thing is, once you collect these eight pages, Slenderman starts to uh, follow you and try to capture you, haunt you, and Slenderman is just this like seven foot tall uh, guy with no face in a tux, like a tuxedo or a suit. He has just, yeah. he just has a head with no face. And I was like, well, I'm never going to play this game because I can't handle horror games that well. But I read online that Slenderman, the game does not activate Slenderman to start haunting you until you collect your first page. So I thought, oh, well, this is cool. I'll download it for free and I'll just walk around and, and get an idea for what the game's like 
without ever having to be scared. I just won't pick up any pages at all. So I'm playing okay. the game. Because the thing is, the more pages you pick up, the sooner he'll come out. The sooner he'll, the more he'll be aggressive towards you. So it's like, I'm just not going to pick up any pages. So I'm playing the game. Super chill. Not a, not a fear in the world. And I probably played like 20 minutes. And I'm, I'm walking out of this bathroom. And I turn around and I walk out of the bathroom and he's standing there T-posed in the in the in the doorway. <laughs> and I scream bloody murder, throw my mouse to the ground, my keyboard gets shoved against the wall, my chair goes backwards, I fall on the floor. Screaming. Like I I am yeah. scared to death. I was so shocked because I was under the impression it was impossible for him to be in the game. Turns out it just takes a while for him to show up. Man, it was it scared the absolute. That's iconic. Scared the shit out of me, man. Slenderman was the most ever scared of me. Other couple scary games, Amnesia. Everyone knows of that, like that scene with the the puddles in the water, and it's like an invisible guy you can't see. So you're trying to traverse yeah. across those crates without well, the puddle getting you. Well, guys, yeah, this was well, I, yeah, I don't. We haven't told the story before, so this is fun for you to hear, Nestor. So I'm over at Brian's one time, and two things. We played two different games. First one Brian introduces me to is the Stanley Parable. I think it was called. And that game isn't actually scary, but the thing was, is Brian's like, you just gotta try this game. He keeps building this game up to me, like it's something like real special, and I know it's good. But I got the impression, going off what he said, that there, this is like a jump scare game. And as I'm playing it, it's got this weird atmosphere to it, and I'm like, what is going on? Well, then nothing like like that happens, and I'm like, I thought you were. Gonna have me play something scary. He's like, Well, I got something scary for you. And then he's like, Have you ever heard of Slender Man? I'm like, What's that? And then <laughs> I try that. And I remember I walked around for a while and I wasn't scared because I was looking for him. I kept looking for him. And then at one point, he just got me. And bro, we have this on video. We'll have to post this. But Ryan was over too, if you remember Brian. But, uh, oh, I remember. Yeah, he, I, it got me on video, but I legitimately jumped. I turned around one corner, and he was right there, just right in my face, and it was over. And I just, I, you know, I clapped my own cheeks, basically. So it was it was pretty terrifying. What, but dude, most... yeah, you... oh, yeah, sorry, Josh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, thought you were I was going to say, Nestor, you mentioned Banjo-Kazooie earlier. Um, I've never played any of those. What about it? Is it just more that it's got, you said, like an autumn vibe or something to it? Well, I said that. Yeah, he, he said, well, he said that it's got Gruntilda the Witch is the main battle. Oh, you know? okay. It's but just, yeah, the... uh... Uh, it's hard to it's hard to like really get into it because uh, I'm super nostalgic for it. Uh, it's just such a cozy game, dude. It, um, is. it is a cozy game. Yeah, Greg Grant Kirkhope is, is the composer for it, and the you know it's what put him on the map. It's what made like his musical style so iconic. Um, uh, yeah, man, I don't even know where to start with this. No, you're good, you're good. He's getting emotional. But it, <laughs> nah, man, I really am. I, I love Banjo, dude. See, I, I, uh, I want to get into Banjo. Like, if, if I sit down and play it, I need to have you tutor me through it, Nestor, for real. Because I've never beat it before. Yeah, man, yeah. I mean, I, I still have my OG cartridges, too, so. Oh, nice. He's holding just two of them up right now. Dude, That's dope. actually, Nestor, I have an awesome freaking Banjo. I got to tell you my Banjo Kazooie origin story. You're going to love this. You're going to absolutely love Because it's actually Halloween <laughs> themed, too, which is crazy. I forgot about it. So, Wait. I used to 
So long story short, um, my grandma and grandpa lived in a housing division that had a bunch of new houses with a lot of rich, ritzy people. So every year my parents would take me and my friends to my grandparents' uh, housing district to get candy because you get like full-size candy bars and they put like three or four fun size at once and like really good for like getting candy and stuff so me and my friends would go and and we'd all uh go out together and trick-or-treat and we come back and dump our bags out on the ground and trade and stuff like that it was always fun well then so this one time after we got done we went back to our my, my parents house and my parents went to bed and we were going to stay up all night playing video games and having fun well one of my friends brought over a couple of his games for nintendo 64 and one of the games he said he didn't even like it was Banjo Kazooie, and what? Uh, he said he said that he would trade it if anybody had anything they wanted to trade for it. And I said, well, in my mind as a kid, I'm thinking I'll, I'll trade all my candy for this Banjo Kazooie because I mean, a copy of a video game is worth far more than this disposable candy. So I told him, I said, I will give you my entire. I looked like my pillowcase full of candy. I said, I will give you my entire bag of candy for Banjo Kazooie. And he goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And he did. He traded me his copies and 64 cartridge of Banjo Kazooie. I gave him all my candy, um, and that's how I got the game. Uh, it was a Halloween. Uh, so that's just so crazy. You brought up. I would probably wow, forgot that story. Um, so that's how I got yeah, Banjo Kazooie. Now the funny thing is, I never like I did play it off and on. I never really got into it. But then what's cool is I remember one time, not too long after, trying to get into Banjo Kazooie. Uh, another kind of cool thing is my friend Kyle, that Josh also is friends with. Uh, his grandpa used to own a bowling alley and every now and then he would invite a friend to come with him and his family to the bowling alley. It was about a 45 minute drive and in this bowling alley uh, they had this giant flat screen TV in the back like for private use so obviously like you couldn't normally go back there but since it was his grandpa who owned it we could go back there so we brought the mm-hmm. Nintendo 64 and Banjo-Kazooie to play Banjo-Kazooie on this giant screen and uh, it was just such an awesome memory because I remember, like, we we were told we were going to get to order from the little tiny bowling alley, like, lunch area. We were going to order yeah. from that to have yeah. our yeah. Bowling alley food. food is underrated, man. Yeah, so I ordered some chicken fingers and fries, and, like, I remember Kyle and his little brother ordered something. And we went back there, and we were in the back private area with this giant screen TV eating our chicken fingers and fries, playing Banjo-Kazooie, and just laughing at so many, so many of the silly things in Banjo-Kazooie. And it was just like... I don't know. I got such great memories with that game, but I've also never really played it that far. It's one of those ones that's missed me. It's like passed me by, and I really want to. I want to like say a great white buffalo for Brian. I want to say I beat it. Yeah, I want dude. to beat that game. So. Oh yeah, dude, just just play the the version on Xbox, dude. It's I have it's that the... two copies of it. <laughs> Is that in oh, rare man. replay? It's yeah. in rare replay, but you could also nice. buy it through the 360 arcade. It's the same version, so I have two copies. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah, bet. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, just cozy music, uh, great aesthetic all the way throughout. Uh, all the levels are great. They're all memorable. They're all really well designed. And as far as like collectathon games go, it it's really um, satisfying to hundred percent. It's not like a chore at all. And especially with in the Xbox version, because yeah. uh, I think you remember uh, the main collectible and all the worlds are like the little notes. And uh, on the N64 version, uh, whenever you'd leave a stage, the note count would reset. So you'd essentially have like a high score that you had to reach every time you went back in there. Oh. Um, but on the Xbox version, once you collect the note, it stays collected. 
Oh, that's nice. So it just makes your it makes your life easier. It's the only reason I wasn't able to beat the game as a kid. I wonder if they intended oh. to have it work that way in the original, but they just didn't get it in, or, or what? Uh, they got it in in the sequel on the 64, so huh. I don't know. Yeah, well, at least they improved. Yeah. Afterthought, yeah, because that's that's actually that's kind of I love that's that's another like unique idea for a future episode. I love when like remakes or re-releases make slight tweaks that help so much. So like one for example that I just realized. So we've been talking about I've been talking about the Souls series a lot lately. Well, so Demon's Souls came first, and then Dark Souls came after. Well, both of them have a swamp area. And I don't know how familiar you are, Nestor, but in the swamp area, when you walk through the swamp, you walk slow and you're poisoned. Well, in Dark Souls, there's a ring you can find that makes it so you're unaffected by, your walking and rolling is unaffected by the swamp. So if you wear this ring, it's called like a rusted ring or something in Dark Souls. If you wear yeah, it doesn't ring, even tell you what it does. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you wear this ring, you can run full speed and roll around in the swamp, no problem. But normally without that ring, you run super slow and you can't even roll. Um, well, they put that in the swamp area for Dark Souls, but the first swamp area was in Demon's Souls, and in Demon's Souls, there was no ring like that. So you just always had to be in the swamp, trotting around, not be able to move that quickly. Well, for the Demon Souls remake, they added in a ring that does the same thing for Demon Souls. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of neat, you know, it's like... That is pretty neat. It kind of should have been there, you know, and it's like all these years later when they remake it... Kind of should have. Kinda shoulda been there. Kinda shoulda. No, I like that too. I like when games are able to do that. But yeah, no, uh I'm trying to think for me what I it's weird. I have not played too many horror games. Like I can think of a couple, but I haven't played like as many as probably most people do. I've not had a huge experience with the Resident Evil series. Like I've played five, I've beat five, I've played six a little bit. I was gonna say I've Resident Evil seven. 4 is probably my favorite horror like I think I'm going to get that yeah. remake day one. I think I am going to get that since I've never played it before. But um, I played a lot of 7. I streamed 7 when that came out, and that was really fun. 7 scared but, the shit out of me. Um, I will say, uh, one scary game that comes to mind for me was Condemned Criminal Origins, oh, yeah. which was a launch title, if I'm not mistaken, for the 360. That was a very fun game. Simply because of the atmosphere, I can't remember as much as the story, of, of the story, aside from you playing. Is that the same one where you hop- fist fight a bear? That was the second one. That's the uh, second okay. one. Yes. Made by the but same yes, people you... who made Shadow of Mordor. It was a monolith? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But, um, okay. But, yeah. So, that was a really fun game. And you play as this cop. And I remember it starts out, I think you're supposed to go in this, like, abandoned building. And it's not abandoned. There's some crime there. But the story just blows up from there. And you go to several different locations. I can recall one being in, like, a darkened subway area um but there was one in particular where you go to this mall and you want to talk about like a fear of mannequins or looking twice at mannequins there there would be like a room you go into and there's a bunch in there and when you come back they're all like huddled in a different section like looking at you and they don't have any you know i mean they're just expressionless they're you know but i mean they're still like face towards you and i loved that because that was the first horror game i'd ever played through beginning to end and at that point in time in that game, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other horror games that have done it, but me and my ignorance at the time, I never played a horror game where they kind of built up the suspense. Like, I kept thinking, okay, like, is one of them going to jump out and attack me? Is it going to build to something? It kind of, it did and it didn't, but it, like, really subverted my expectations, you know? Because I feel like jump scares is what, that's what so many, like, cheap horror flicks result to, you know? They just go to, to get you. And they'll get me, you know, 50% of the time they get me. 
but uh, that that game was less about that and more just about building suspenseful atmosphere, you know, and stuff. And I really, really, really loved that. It was a game that I had to play, kind of like Bioshock. I'd play for like two or three hours, and I was like, okay, I'm done. This is like taxing, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I'm so immersed in this game that I got to step away for a bit. I got to go play like Barbie's, you know, cart adventure or something like that. I don't know, but that was something of- that was. Go ahead. I don't know if you remember, Josh, but that was one of the games back when I was collecting my 360 games. That was one of the games I bought. I think you were there when it came in the mail. I ordered a brand new yeah, sealed, remember, yeah. black label copy of Con- uh, uh, Condemned Criminal Origins, and yeah. I got it. And then when I, because I always took it out of the case, and I always took it out of the package and examined it, and there yeah. was a little hole punched into the artwork in the back, and I was like, nope, returning it. <laughs> and I literally sent it back for a full refund and bought another copy that cost more because I was like, I wanted pristine copies. I did play through that game. Uh, pretty pretty scary game. No, what's funny is like those early uh, 360 games was like just just getting into HD. They're so graphically messy that it, it helps not be as scary nowadays. Which is funny because back then it would have been just as scary as ever because it looked like cutting edge and stuff. But uh, there's a one story I always love to tell from a horror game that I think I've also told. It's hard when you do a podcast for this long, you end up telling the same stories multiple times. But you're fine. That's that's I love that. Have either of you guys ever played Outlast? No, but Ooh, I watched you I play tried. it. Okay, so in Outlast, really scary game. I beat it. Um, okay. You go into this like asylum, and this. I'm running. I'm in this dark asylum, and, a, and this dude jumps out, and then another guy jumps out, and I start running. And one of the mechanics in the game is while you're running, you can hold down a button to completely turn your head and look back at who's behind you, so you know if you're getting away from them or not. Well, the okay. two guys that jumped out at me were were, were naked. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I am sprinting full speed, like literally scared in real life, and I yeah. turn my head around, and there's two dongs swinging back and forth, left to right, left to right on each thigh. And I'm just no like, way. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are going to get me. I turn back around just like... You got slinging and you got slinging. Oh, yeah, man, so that's, it's like, that's hilarious. So it's like, not only do I not want to get caught, but I also don't want like, to get double dong, get tackled. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, the first time you run into the first time you see those two guys, they see you, but they don't like react do to you. Yeah, you're right. That I could not handle that, dude. I need to know if I get spotted that I'm going to be attacked. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's a yep. scary game. I, oh, yeah, nah, man. I tried to play it. I watched the playthrough for that one. <laughs> I re- when they were chasing you, did they not scream out, "You're about to get donged"? <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, man. Yeah, yeah that's just funny because I never like having this mechanic to like look behind you and then just seeing like two naked dudes dong swinging coming at you. It was hilarious. You know what? What's unfortunate is when you really love a game and you can't complete it or can't get by it because of fear. I remember growing up with the Doom games, the original Doom games, and being such a fan of Doom. So then when me and my little brother Creighton just realized they were making a brand new Doom in 3D called Doom 3. For the PC and the Xbox, it was like, oh my gosh, we have to get this. So I remember us getting the game, being so excited, the game looks so badass, and then just like starting to play the game and realizing, like, wait a minute, this is this is really creepy. Like it's really dark, and there's like enemies hiding behind things, and it looks realistic. And basically, we bought Doom Three, and we never got like I don't even know if we got an hour in because we were too afraid to play it, and it always like made me so sad because I love Doom and then of course eventually years later I mean I think I was like a teenager like a like a, with my driver's license and stuff when I played it on my PC and I finally beat got through it but the jump scares got me all the time but now it's it's one of my favorite games I love Doom 3 but 
I don't know, have you guys ever had a game you were really, like, loving or enjoying, but you were, like, oh, too scary, couldn't put it down? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I was a total weenie until, Same. like, I you hit know. 15, and I'm, and, you know, I have a friend let me borrow a Resident Evil 4 on GameCube. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, this is critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Resident Evil, all my friends talk about it. I need to get through this. And I did, and it was awesome. That's I love Resident Evil 4. One of the best <laughs> games ever made, for sure. Is that the game that has the guy in there It's like, what are you buying? What are you selling? Oh, oh hell yeah. Nice. <laughs> dude, yeah, I dude. had this buddy I used to work with. His favorite game is Resident Evil 4. And it's one of those things where, like, some you have some people in your life that, like, they'll quote certain things from certain movies you've never seen or video games you've never played, and it just gets engraved. So I, he would go up, and he's like, what are you buying? And I'm like, what are you selling? You know, and we'd go back and forth, and I, and he'd be like, "Man, that's that's so cool." And I'm like, "Yeah, I never played that game." Oh but, yeah, uh, what, one of the iconic. best parts of uh, of growing up knowing Spanish is playing that game and just I used to. Oh, because yeah, you know what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, it's hilarious. Man. Hell yeah. That's really no, that's that's a good one. I, I really do want to play that remake. Um, I'm actually very excited for that one. When the second one, when the the remake for the second one came out, I thought I might get this. And I still want to, but then when the third one came out and I heard that one didn't get received as well, I was like, I don't know, because it would have been fun to kind of jump to both of those. And I just heard it was much shorter, which isn't bad. I just heard it had a lot cut. But then once they announced four, I was like, man, I don't want to miss out on this a second time. I, I can recall back when that was coming out. And since I sat out on the GameCube, you know, I just missed out on it. And even if I had it in front of me, like I would have played it. But I don't think I was ready to get into that stuff yet. But after playing like five and six, even though I know people hate on six and seven and stuff, I would really like to go back and play some of these. So I think I'm going to buy four day one. But uh, have either of you guys played Prey? Not 2017. I know if Elliot's listening, he's going to be like, come on, talk about that one. But I'm talking about the 2006 one. Do you guys remember that one? Well, you know that already, Josh. I love Prey. I've played it several times through. I couldn't remember, to be honest. But... um, yeah, a lot, yeah. Of earlier, a lot of that early Xbox stuff flew completely over my head if it wasn't Halo. Oh, okay. That game was something else, man. You played it as a guy, um, and uh, I mean, you go, I think the game starts out and you're in this bar with your grandfather and I think your girlfriend, and I think it's kind of a, a rough relationship. And suddenly, like, you know, you go on the boombox, I think you play Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. And there's these big lights overhead in the building, and that starts shining. And you look, and you're getting uh, a UFO over the bar, and they abduct you guys. And you see, like your grandfather, your your girlfriend, and yourself get sucked up. And what's sad is, like right away, like not even five minutes into it, you know, you're going into like what looks like this very congested kind of area. Like you're getting funneled upward, and kind of similar to Nope, actually, for you guys that have seen Nope, but you see your grandfather get like mutilated right away and you're like next you manage to escape but then the rest of the game you spend trying to find your girlfriend trying to rescue her but it also has this crazy stuff with like almost like portal stuff where you're shooting you know and you're going into different sections of these rooms and stuff and it had a multiplayer component i never played really but i think it used um brian what was the doom 3 engine 
Yep. Okay. Use the Doom Three engine. And I love. I you love, know me so well, Brian. I love the credit song. The ending song is called "Take Me Home" by the After Midnight Project. Mm. Okay. You know, you don't. I don't even need to hear that song to know that that's a band that Brian would like. Yeah. That's very Taking Back <laughs> Sunday. You know, yeah, <laughs> or is, Death Cab. Like yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but um, no, it was it was just a fantastic game. Very uh, like a little less scary at times, more in its like cutscenes. But it was it was very terrifying because up to that point, that was 2006. Most of the time I seen UFO stuff, it was more like it was less graphic, but then you had like War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise like a year prior and I saw that and then that one and I was like, Okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little scared of this stuff. Maybe I'm not you know, maybe not peace and love. Okay? You know, it was different. But uh that one that one got me. That one got me pretty good. But I don't know if there's been a horror game I've never been able to finish. That I started. Yeah. At least. I don't know. Maybe Resident Evil I remember Resident Evil seven, I guess would count because I played through a lot of that. I remember you have to fight. I think you, if I'm not mistaken in that game, you kind of go after the family one by one, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I fight the old guy, and that took me like several hours. I was just so bad at it. But after that, I think I kind of fell off. Like I reached a high point, and I was like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> so it was less, it was less I was scared, more I just wanted to move on. But uh, N- looks, Nestor, uh, I've heard people play that in VR. And Nestor, if you had to pick. Your top two Halo or Halo moments to play during Halloween? What would you pick? Ooh, Mombasa Streets. Okay, Dark Moon and uh, Atmosphere and the Library. Nice. The Library. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said that because I thought for sure you'd say 343 Guilty Spark, which is what everyone would probably usually say first. Library is a good pick, though. Yeah. Keys, library. I think, would be another good level, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Keys is great. Yeah. Are any of the other Halo oh. games really, like, outside of Halo 1 and, and a little bit of ODST? I mean, there's not really that many that kind of channel that. I do I do feel I get extremely strong Autumn vibes from Halo Reach, but it's not Oh, Halloween, I do too. So Completely much. agree. More autumn. Yeah. On both. I, I don't think I, any It's of the winter contingency. <laughs> <laughs> they should go back to something like that, because they... Yeah, I think the, the, the trees on um, Boardwalk are... Yeah. They have, they've got red leaves, and... Yeah. I think the ones around uh, High Power do as well. Yeah, Not High Power. and the game came uh, out end of September, so it's like, yeah. man, I don't want to get on a soapbox, but that's why I was so bummed when they. I mean, I love Halo Infinite story, but I was so bummed they didn't. They swerved us with the flood stuff because uh, I, I wanted, I wanted to see three four three, like how Josh, they handled the it. En- the endless are so much more scarier than the flood. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> but uh, you'd wish. No, I mean, I know. <laughs> Peace and love to the endless. I mean, I will see where that goes, but uh, but I'm open to that. I just I was like, ah, oh, as soon as they said, you know, it's, it's more powerful than the flood or whatever that line was, I was like, you. So you're telling me the flood's not in it? I was so bummed. I just wanted to see three four three tackle that atmosphere again. You know, nothing. I'll never forget that. Like it's it's just crazy because before I knew, you know, I'm playing Combat of All for the first time, and I'm like, I'm not knowing that this is going to be such a big like part of my life forever but i'm playing it and it builds up to that moment in 343 guilty spark when the little heads or whatever bust through the doors and that was that was like a peak moment to me because i never experienced just a twist in video games period and it was such a scary one and all the atmosphere leading up to it and finally seeing what this thing is i mean you do see it in the cutscene prior but still like actually seeing that it's attacking you i was like oh my god i thought it was just going to be covenant the rest of this game you know, I thought that's all that was. I didn't know they could do something like that or like add a new enemy or something. It was yeah. 
mind-blowing but absolutely scared the shit out of me i was clenching my butt cheeks curling my toes scared that uh there was one of those things under my futon oh yeah i love how Nestor Dude, rest, have a rest in peace private jenkins yeah, man. I love a Nestor can have a completely straight face while you say clench your butt cheeks. Like Nestor looks like completely unfazed. As you're just He's heard us say worse. He's heard us say There's worse. There's something about like it all. I feel like it all started with uh, the original Alien mo- movie with like the the chest bursters, and then you have the flood in Halo. Then you have the the what do you call them? The craw the crab things from Half Life. Um, the head crabs. Head crabs from Half Life, which are really freaky. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just something uh, about in, in, infecting you, being infected, like having your character transformed by a parasite. I think is one of the creepiest things. Um, speaking of that, what, what would, what would you guys say is the scariest movie you've ever watched? Okay, favorite horror movie, and then also scariest movie you've ever watched. Nestor, why don't you start? You can take it either one. Oh man, see, no, nah, I'm still like a total. I don't know what it is, man. Like, I'm a total weenie when it comes to watching horror movies, but mm-hmm. horror games, I'm like, yeah, take all my money. Um, I guess this is your <laughs> so I don't control. watch too many. Yeah, I think so. So I don't watch too many uh, horror movies. Um, is there a movie you like can... to watch around Halloween for that atmosphere or spirit or mood? Halloween Town. I like Halloween Town, I ain't gonna lie. Halloween Town's great. Yeah, Halloween Town's good. The first two, first three, maybe. I think it's the first three are okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with that fourth one. Yeah, they messed up. They, they missed me with that one. Yeah. That was a fourth. Yeah, yeah it was called I, Return to Halloween Town, and they complete they replaced the actress, uh, the lead actress, with someone else. Oh, I thought that happened in the third. No, third. No, that was Halloween. Uh, yeah, Halloween Town High. Yeah. So yeah, good it was the fourth one. Yeah. Most people. Oh, those were so good. Have memories with the Halloween Town movies. <laughs> oh my god, I was dri- I was driving out a couple days ago, running errands, and I threw on that shit, and I was like, "This is nice," you know. Like yeah. it was so nice, such another- a cheesy made-for-TV theme. But Dude, another Halloween atmospheric thing I love is when you get to the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Kingdom Hearts One level. Yeah. Oh, dude. super good. Super good. Such a vibe. That, that's that's like the only world that I'm never going to be mad if it returns. You know, it can right. be in every Kingdom Hearts game. I'm down. Yeah. You know, I was asking my family about this uh, when I was over there recently. How would you guys feel if they ever did a sequel of that? They Everything gets a sequel. They can't now. screw it up. That's the thing. You just can't screw it up. If it, if it, if I mean, are you it open up, to it, it though? Like, are, I'm, are you I'd open be open to it? to it. But if if they screw it up, it'll be one of those things where people pretend like it doesn't exist. Like, there's movies what like about that you? already. What about you, Nestor? Yeah, no, I'm totally down. Um, I, you know, I was talking to a friend uh, a couple days ago, and he mentioned that there's like novelizations or like comic books that like expand on the universe. I'm like, oh, what? Wow. What? And you I know, know, I know there's a, I know there's a game that they made like around the uh, yeah, like Oogie's Revenge PS2 era. Yeah. Yeah, is it Boogie's Revenge? It's like it's like a prequel. No, yep. it's like a prequel to the movie, I think, right? I think it was a prequel or a sequel, one or the other, though. But yeah, sounds but, familiar. Yeah, man, no, I'm 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 down. I love those characters. I'm down to see them again. Boogie's so Revenge. I gotta I gotta tell this quick story about. It. I think I've said this before, so I'll try to speed through it. But yeah, it's 1993. I'm five years old. My mom takes my older sister Shakira and myself to go see this movie, and. I'm really invested. I'm into the movie. But I had this thing when I was a kid where I would realize as I was watching a horror movie that I was completely terrified. But I was captivated. And it was like 
as long as I'm watching it, I realize I'm watching a movie. But then the moment the movie's over, then I'm scared of whatever that was. So case in point with something like Chucky. Suddenly oh, I'm Chucky, like looking man. behind. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly I know we can get on a tangent with that, but suddenly I'm looking behind the couch, you know, after seeing Child's Play three, and I'm like, is he there? Good. But when I'm watching the movie, I'm not thinking about that. You well, know, he's so, in the TV. So I'm I'm watching Night Before Christmas, and I'm captivated by this. But as the film goes on, it's progressively dark, and dark, and darker. You know, and there it gets to the point where Lock, Stock, and Barrel, I forget their names, yeah, but they, they right. those three kids, they kidnap Santa. And Kid Me had never seen anything like that. So it, it like, it horrified me, just that alone. But then it gets to Oogie Boogie later on. And when he like opens up and you see it's all these like bugs and stuff, I was just disgusted. It was just, it was this disgusting like <laughs> sight to behold. So my mom takes, it takes us afterward to Little Caesars and we get sausage pizza and stuff. And I remember looking at my plate and it was like, I swear it was like straight out of like a television show in the nineties. Like, are you afraid of the dark or some shit? But like I'm looking, I'm looking at my slice of pizza and all I can see is those like bursting out of him. And I, my stomach just turned green and I was like, I don't know if I'm really that hungry. <laughs> it just, it grossed five-year-old me out. She but didn't eat? I'll, no, I totally ate. I knew you'd totally still eat. I knew it. Doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, uh, fuck off, Brian. But um, no, yeah, it was it was it was uh, that was a good time. That that was a good movie. But uh, what about have you guys ever seen any of the Freddy Krueger movies? Yeah, they're pretty campy. Okay, what about you, Nestor? Okay, it's it gets pretty crazy by the end. The third one is where it just peaks. That one's called Dream Warriors, and. They take the girl. Most of these horror movies back in the day had people had a completely different cast in each film. Well, the first one it focuses on this girl. All her friends die. You go into the second one, it's completely different spin. Uh, and it was really weird because it takes a whole concept and flips it on its head. So in the second one, Freddy's not trying to bring you into you know make you fall asleep so he can go into your dreams and kill you. He's trying to literally escape through this guy and. It's, it's really, really interesting, but you get to the third one, and the girl from the first one's back, and it's about all these, this group of people in this psych ward, and one of these girls in this group uh, can enter people's dreams. She does some, like, co-op action. So then they all work together to try to take out Freddy, and it gets super campy, and you get iconic lines. <laughs> There's this one. It's not scary. It's just fun Halloween stuff. I watched these earlier this year, and I'm, like, such a huge fan now. There's a moment where this girl, okay, the whole time this one particular girl talks about how she doesn't want to go to groups, she doesn't do all this stuff, she wants to watch TV because she wants to be an actress. So her watching TV is like, quote unquote, research, right? Well, suddenly she's like nodding off trying to stay awake as they're starting to die one by one. She doesn't want to fall asleep. Well, suddenly she's looking at the TV and it's on this talk show and Freddie's on the talk show. And then, like, I can't remember exactly how it goes down, but he pops out, like, uh, like he, he tries to get her close to come to the TV, and she walks to the TV, and his head, like, pops out above it, and he goes, Welcome to prime time, bitch! And then he, like, grabs her, pulls her into the television, and kills her. It was, it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. Like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, the movies got ridiculous. They really did get campy. The first one's probably the closest to horror, and, and New Nightmare was great because, uh, New Nightmare takes the whole plot and basically says all these people that were in these movies, they were all movies. They were acting. So 
then and then the concept is supposed to turn into now Freddy's actually entering reality. Like he's he's messing with these actors that played like and and were trying to survive from Freddy on these films. It's really meta. It was made by Wes Craven, who ended up like immediately he went after to do the screen films, which are meta in of themselves. So I love those movies though. Didn't scare me. The kid me could not watch those. Jason, you want to talk about Jason Michael Myers? Uh, Michael Myers, twenty eighteen. Uh, have either of you guys seen that? No. Nah. No? Man. Um, there's a scene where he kills people in this bathroom. And I saw that with my mom. And afterward, I was like, I had to go use the restroom real quick. And I'm like, I'll be right back, mom. And I go in there, and you best believe I'm like looking over left and my right. <laughs> I was a little on edge because I'm like, man, I don't know. You got cos- cosplayers sometimes and stuff like that. <sighs> I was I was a little scared, you know? The more you talk about these horror movies, the more I think maybe I don't like horror movies that much. Because I, I am not really interested in, in Halloween freddy or jason any of those kind of things but i mean i do like i think if i was to say my favorite kind of horror movies probably the texas chainsaw massacre which is definitely like too much for me same with the saw films Um, same with the saw films that's fair but i i mean you know that the i mean the texas chainsaw massacre and saw they're like not even remotely alike at all Right. No, I know, but I remember specifics. Well, okay, they both have saw. There was, it. That's about there it. was a 2003 <laughs> one. It was a, it was a remake of Texas Chainsaw, and I I, I want to say somebody was wearing before. someone else's face or something like that. Oh like, yeah, Leatherface. Leatherface is the main. Yeah, leather yeah. Face well, is the main guy. not just Leatherface, but yeah. But I mean, like then you get into Saw, and you're like seeing people's like fingers getting like peeled off and stuff, and getting burned in hot acid. No, thank you. I, the, the most frightened I've ever been by a movie, and Justin would love, love, would love to be here and talk about it, was when he sh- Justin showed me uh, the original Exorcist from the 1970s. Oh and, yeah. And dude, it's not even like a jump scare thing. It's how uncomfortable it makes me feel. It makes my spine crawl. I won't watch it again. I've seen it twice actually. I won't watch it again. It just makes me really uncomfortable. That just that. Have you ever seen it, Nestor? No, I haven't. But just, I haven't either, that, man. The little girl, the, same thing. the little girl being possessed, <laughs> and floating above her bed, and puking, and screaming in a demonic voice, and she's like, not going to school that day. She, it's it's dude, it's just it's just terrifying, man. And I remember once when Justin showed it to me because I never really got afraid of horror movies. He showed it to me. We were in his his house, and uh, all the lights were turned off. And we were watching it. And we were about forty minutes in. And I was like, Hey, 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 Justin, can, can we can we turn the lights on? And Justin's like, what Aww. are you? Justin's like, are you, are you, are you, are you scared? And I'm like, well, you know, not really scared, but you know, I'm like a little, you know, it's getting under my skin a little bit. He's like, you're, you're scared, aren't you? And I'm like, just turn the lights on, Justin. And he, he, he thought it was the funniest thing ever, and he liked to make fun of it for a long time. But I was, I was genuinely freaked out by it. And then I ended up showing somebody, a different friend, the movie a couple years later, and I watched it again, and I was like, I knew everything that was gonna happen. I was like, oh, this movie makes me so uncomfortable. So. Well, I do need to watch those. They've been on sale on Voodoo, Brian. I've almost, I've almost pulled the trigger on those. But I thought if Brian sees that, it's gonna bring back some PTSD because oh, I share my account with what's, with, with Brian. What's yeah. terrible is and this hasn't happened in a long time, but there's some GIF, popular GIF, where it's something completely unrelated to The Exorcist, and then right in the middle of the GIF, her face pops up, and I saw that a couple times oh, online afterwards and i was like nope the the video of like the maze or whatever yep it's like oh watch this maze and you follow the maze and you're paying a lot of attention you look into it and suddenly her face crops up and it's all demonic oh shit no i remember do you guys remember it was a random video it was kind of similar to that 
but it's like it they they make it look like it's a car commercial and you're like almost like your your POV is like a top of a hill and you're seeing this car go by and then suddenly a girl pops on the screen and just screams at you. That was yeah. like early e yes. world. Yeah. Yeah, that's up there too. That shit got me so bad, man. So bad. Um man, my scare the scariest movie I've ever seen. It well, there's two of them. There's two answers. So one was when I was I was in high school and it was The Grudge. And I, I honestly have forgotten so much of that movie now. I don't know if it would scare me, but back then I, I vaguely remember it having to do with like once you kind of like make eye contact or something like that. It, I, th- I think, man, unless I'm getting that confused with Darkness Falls, but there's there's something where if you like look at her, then you're like you're done, you're toast. And I remember pissing my mom off because after we saw the movie, I'm staring at the ground. We had this red carpet. That's why I remember it was red, and I'm staring at the ground for like 15 minutes straight. And my mom's like, Josh, you have got to go to bed. I'm like, I'm scared, Mom. But she was in, and I just sat there repeatedly, and I remember trying to read the Star Wars book I had at the time, and all I kept, kept, kept thinking about was, like, she's around. Where is she? Where's this grudge girl? Yeah. Terrifying. But then it was, this was funny. Uh, it was 2017. It Chapter 1 came out. When the original It came out, I saw that at some point. But it didn't get me as much, mainly because at the very end, this guy turns into a giant spider, and it looked very, like, very bad, you know? Like, it's a good, it's, it's a good movie, but, but it just, it looks super dated. Well, I watched part one, and ha, ha, have either of you guys seen it, like, chapter one or chapter two? I've seen it, chapter one, and I've seen the original. I never saw part two. Okay, I've seen the OG, but I haven't seen the new ones at all. Okay. Well... It's terrifying. <laughs> like it's it's good. The the first one's good. The second one's got a great ending, but it's a bit more comical. But um it was really terrifying. And I won't go into the whole plot cuz most of you guys know this one with it being Stephen King and all, but like there's a there's so many moments in this movie that I've noticed since watching it where Pennywise is staring and watching these kids, you know, like even when they don't notice it, like the kid goes downstairs at one point to grab like a flashlight or something, and it's just dark, and it's kind of you get the silhouette. I think of the the night, like light, kind of going in from the the window, and you see what looks to be like almost like two like glowy things, kind of in the back, like staring at him, and it's like that's totally Pennywise. But then when he like looks more at it, I think it's like it, it looks like it's glass jars, and it's just the light reflecting on him, and I'm like, oh, that shit creeps me out. But the thing is, is that I, I'm seeing this with an ex at the time. And she's terrified during the movie. I'm not. And I'm just, again, I'm immersed. Like I just said with Child's Play as a kid in Nightmare Before Christmas, I'm captivated. It gets to the end of the movie. We go back to the hotel we're staying at. And I had to read up. Like, like Brian, Brian usually does this. Brian's usually good with this. If he gets real into something, he's got to go like read the wiki or something and like study and just see how the narrative is. So I go look at that. Because I don't want to wait a year to find out what happens. So I'm looking at that. I get even more creeped out. I'm talking to her about it. And she's like now the opposite. The pendulum has like shifted. And she's ready to go to bed. I'm not. She goes to bed. And before she did, I was like, let's turn all the lights on. Just because. Let's do it. And then she gets. She, I remember she gets up. She's like, we don't need every light on. She goes up. She turns the bathroom light off. And then she goes to sleep beside me. And I remember looking over. And she's asleep. And I was like, okay. I had to psych myself up because I knew I had to go turn that light on because there's so many scenes in that movie where he like peers around the corner and I thought fuck no I'm not having that shit happen to me I'm not not going out this way you know what I mean like I'll go out first I'll be the one to go and I thought hell no 
So I thought, uh, I turned on the television, there was like a K and Peel on, and then I went into infomercials, and I thought, fuck, this, I hate infomercials. When I was a kid, I watched the Leprechaun movie, scared me so bad I stayed up till 5 a.m. And I'm telling you what, that was early times for a kid. I was terrified, and it was black and white Disney cartoons that creeped the shit out of me. So I got up, I went and did that, and I felt so good afterward. I stayed up, though. I stayed up the whole night until the sun came up. When it hit like 7 a.m., and I saw the sun shining through, open up those blinds, baby, I'd never been so happy. To see the sunrise, and my, you best believe like that Josh's was some therapy session. It was the it was like raisin bran. It was like the the dude on the the, the fucking sun on the box. And I was I, I was looking back at him like that in my Ray Bans, and I was just so happy. And I went to bed. I was I lived. So I'm here because of Josh. This, do you think you, know? you could sleep through an entire night with a Chucky doll in your in your bedroom tonight today? Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's no problem. Really, just like standing in the corner, you'd have no problem sleeping. Yeah. What about you? No, you pitch black. Like we can like, I have a night I, buy, I buy like a toy Chucky doll, put it in the corner yeah. of your room facing your bed. Could you turn off the lights and go do sleep? I, oh, complete blackness. Yeah, I could do it. Okay, could you? Because I got, but I gotta talk to him first. I gotta talk to him first, and we gotta, I gotta like bro him up. If I bro him up, then I'm gonna feel better. About I feel it. like you'll try to bro him up, and then like right before you walk away, you'll punch him in the face. Oh, I'll punch him in the face. Yeah. Maybe when I wake oh, yeah. up. That's one of those things where you walk up, go to the bathroom, come back, and like as you shut off your light, you see the silhouette, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. It's like, I think I could do it too, but I think I'd be like, dang, I don't really like playing with this right now. Like, my like friend, my other friend Eric, told me this story once. He was at a friend's house, and he said he was, uh, they, they wanted him to get a toy out of the closet, and he goes in there to get it. Well, this guy had like shoved all his toys into that closet, just crammed them in there. You know, like when someone, like when your parents would tell you, like, clean up your room, and you just went and shoved everything under the bed or something. You're like, it's clean. Uh, he went and did that. Well, then my friend opens the door, and this, all these toys fall out. He falls down on his back, and this Chucky doll is right there, and it's sitting on his face. Nope. And I, I said, Eric, what did you do? And he said, I just laid there. I was paralyzed. <laughs> I never, I never came across a Chucky toy when I was little, but they did terrify me. Do you remember my Buzz Lightyear story I told? Tell me that again. I kind of, because I don't know if Nestor's heard that. I I had like a, I had like a stuffed, stuffed Buzz Lightyear that it was like part of it, like the head was hard, but the rest of it was like a soft body. It was a, I got Burger King or something. It was like, Uh, you can buy buy it at Burger King for like an extra five dollars. You get this little toy uh, Buzz Lightyear doll. Well, anyways, I went to sleep. I was slept in my own bedroom. I was like nine years old, and I'm laying in bed, and suddenly I just hear Buzz Lightyear to the rescue, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I wow. remember this." Okay, now it's coming what, back. What, uh, that, I don't like that. Okay, um, never mind. I'll just go to sleep. <laughs> suddenly, it's just like I come in peace. I'm like, "Oh nope, that's it. I'm out. I'm out." Bet okay. You do, Buzz. So I, I bet you do. So I got out of bed. I ran to my dad's room. I'm like, Dad, Buzz Lightyear's talking in the toy box. He's like, it's no big deal. Go back to bed. I'm like, no, Dad, he's talking. He's talking. He's, like, he's probably just his buttons probably pressed down in the toy in the toy chest. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But I was like, no, Dad, I can't. I can't do this. He's like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go get it. So he goes in there, takes Buzz out of the toy chest, sets him on top of the toy chest, and my dad goes back to his room. I think what makes it creepier is my dad goes back to his room and I go back to bed and Buzz doesn't decide to act up again until we're in that scenario. It's not like my dad walked out of the room and as my dad's walking out, he says something. No, my dad was back in the room. I'm laying in bed. Suddenly, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. I'm like, oh my, scared to death. So I run to my dad's room. I'm like, dad, no, no, I can't. I can't sleep in there with Buzz. I can't do it. No, I got to sleep with you. And my dad's like, you're not sleeping in bed with us. You're way too old for that. I'm like, but dad, Buzz is alive. Buzz is alive. Like, no. And then my dad's like, this is ridiculous. So he goes into my bedroom. He grabs Buzz Lightyear. 
He goes into the kitchen, grabs the screwdriver, takes the batteries out of Buzz, sets him on the stove, and then comes back in. I'm laying on the floor in his bedroom, and he comes back in. And he goes, "I took care of it. His but the the batteries are out. Nothing can happen. Nothing can happen." I took care of it. I killed him. I shot him with an AK-47. Like, nothing can happen. There's no batteries in him. Well, then uh, I'm laying there on the floor in my dad's bedroom, and I'm like, "Okay, it's everything's probably okay now." But then suddenly, and it's not just me, my parents hear it too, we hear something loud in the kitchen. And my dad gets up and goes and checks, and Buzz Lightyear is not on the stove anymore, he's on the floor. And once that happened, I forced my way into their bed so fast, I was not leaving. Spank me all you want, spank me all night, I'm not leaving this bed, Buzz is alive! Terrified, dude. So scared. So scared. I love that story. It was awesome. That's a good. That's that's a that's a a preem Brian story. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, you know, funnily enough, uh, this little little small one, but with with, with Woody. Oh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. It was it was right around the time that uh, Toy Story three came out, and um, Woody is like one of my all time favorite Disney characters. So my mom was like, you know, I went. That was like the last movie I wanted to go see with like my whole family. So, uh. My mom gets all like sentimental. She's like, "Hey, you know, do you want?" I'm like 18 at by this point. She's like, "Hey, do you want the uh, the Woody doll from Toy Story 3?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, I do!" <laughs> so we buy yeah, it. Um, we keep it in its box, and we it's literally just hung up on the wall. Yeah, in its box and everything. And there was one day, uh, me, my mom, and my sister were uh, we were just hanging out talking. And all of a sudden, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> and we all like look up at it. We're like, what the hell? Because it's hanging on a wall and it's yeah. the pull string kind, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was weird. That, but that was the only time man. that ever happened. Yeah, don't mess with them toys and they're talking like that. That, that freaks me out quick. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, I. So when I, my mom lived at this house a couple years ago and she had like a couple, couple friends and stuff. They all stayed there and everything. And. This one guy, he passed away, right? Well, then his his mom was there for a bit, and then you know eventually she passed away. But when she did, you know, they got a lot of her stuff out this one room. I had came over there to help move some stuff, so I'm staying the night. And they hadn't gotten everything out of her room, but they got most of the stuff, like the bed and whatnot. So I'm I go in there and I'm sleeping in there, and she didn't, you know, pass away in there. Otherwise, I would not have, I definitely would not have slept in there. But uh, she had all these porcelain dolls and like I'm talking like early you know nope. what I mean like 50s porcelain dolls and you know it's I don't know it was like 2017 or 18 at the time so I mean I've got my phone I've got internet you know what I mean so I'm like for the most part I'm good it wasn't like when I was a kid and I, I you know I had I needed a, te- a telephone to like call for help or something uh, so I'm in there on my phone and I, <laughs> I remember I'm, just, I'm on Facebook and I keep like glancing up, you know, I look down at my phone, I'm looking up and I'm like, you know, don't move. Cause there's like 20 of those fuckers. I'm like, they're about to go small soldiers on my ass. If I close my eyes, <laughs> so I don't want that to happen. Well, there was like some cardboard and stuff we had in there too. Cause again, we were in the process of moving some stuff and I just remember the light is on, but then one of the cardboard just does this thing where it like goes like, and it just falls down on its own. I get up. I went, Nope, mom. And I was immediately like, I'm not sleeping in there. She's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this cardboard fell. And she's like, that's it? I'm like, yeah, it, that's it. It fell. It fell, Mom. It the was pushed by a living doll. 
Yeah, I'm like, I got, I just got 20 porcelain dolls on there. I'm not, no, I'm not trying to get carved up, okay? It's like that, a radar version. That's an easy decision. You go to someone's house, like, we have two guest bedrooms. This one has a flower pot. This other one has 20 porcelain dolls. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially after I saw the movie, one. there was a horror movie called The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe. He did not too long after Harry Potter, and that had porcelain dolls in it. And I was like, okay, this is a thing now I'm scared of. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I do now. Nestor, so, yeah, why don't you... Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry, I was going to ask. No, man. I was just going to say, it's always those old English porcelain dolls, man. Yeah. And they're worth tons of money, too. They're, like, expensive. Anything that's, like, old-fashioned, like, black and white and stuff like that creeps me out, typically. You know, like, old Disney cartoons in black and white just look horrific to me. Uh, Stuff like porcelain dolls. I mean, anything from, like, the 50s back, dude. (laughs) When you see how people... When you see how people used to, like... Their costumes used to look back in, like... Yeah, man. It's... I don't even I don't even know how I, to describe I, it. I didn't know burlap sack could look so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is fucking crazy. I'll tell you a fun well actually you were gonna ask Nestor stuff. I'm sorry, uh, Brian, go ahead. Well, I was you brought up I don't know if I told this on a Halloween episode before, but so my grandpa got us a National Geographic subscription. Have I told the story before? So I don't up, know, but so you better tell it. So. so growing up we'd get National Geographic sent to us and one day we got this National Geographic sent to us and I'm just trying to tell the story honestly, guys. So, pardon me <laughs> if I—I I am not trying to sound racist at all. So, like, please bear okay. with me here. They sent like a National Geographic of like the 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 whole cover story was of like some type of Neanderthal, like old humans from a long time ago, and I don't know if they were black or if they were just like from their the culture or from the the place they lived they had darker skin whatever they it looked more it looked more like the front cover looked like black people but it, it like it was obvious that they were like neanderthal because like they had like kind of a disfigured jaw and their the eyes shape, were yeah the misshapen was a different. Bit, like right so but anyways it was a it was a legit like national geographic like cover story on this but the front picture had like this you know slightly disformed jaw black man with like his eyes open really wide and he was just yeah. like, looking to the side and when we got that National Geographic the second Creighton, my little brother Creighton saw it, he screamed in terror he was terrified oh, he was just scared of a cover Sc- of magazine screamed to the co- so, so once of course oh. being me once I found out he was scared I was like ah this could be fun so all the time <laughs> I would take this National Geographic and I would just slide it into places where I knew he'd look and every time he looked, he'd scream bloody murder and terror. He'd literally cry. Of t- of being so yeah, and I would take it, I'd like set it on his desk, and be like, hey, Creighton, look. He'd turn around and go, ah! <laughs> He's terrified. He so, so it scared. got to the point where I did it so much that my mom eventually was like, Brian, if you show him that one more time, I you are going to be grounded. And she'd, hide, and she'd take it away, and she'd hide the magazine. And I don't know how, but for so long, this magazine, it didn't get thrown away. It just lived on. We moved to a new house. The magazine was still there. We moved oh, to another geez. house. The magazine was still there. Josh, by the time by the time we got to the house that that, that had the bedroom that you came over, like the the yeah. basement bedroom, by the time we got to that house, we still had that National Geographic magazine from when we were kids. It was still in that house. And I remember Creighton now being like 15 or so in his room with his 360 and all of his games and being more. He's getting close to getting his driver's license, being a lot more of an adult and like. I grabbed that National Geographic and I showed it to Creighton and Creighton looked at it. He just he looked at it for a little bit, stared at it, and he was like, you know, I'm not really scared of it like I used to be, but but 
put that put that away just put that away and, <laughs> and he was still like he was haunted by it probably because i gave him like such terrible memories of just like shoving that na- i gotta find the picture like look up that issue on the internet of that national geographic <laughs> scared the shit out of him put that, put that away I, I i can't i can't take that right now but no i was gonna ask nestor i was like nestor give us your best pitch on why luigi's mansion is like the primo halloween, yes halloween game to play all right man uh first game it's three to six hours long, depending on how you play it. Good so you can beat it. You can beat it. In, you can beat it on Halloween night if you don't have anything else going on. Um, it's great on replays because it's one of those games where it's kind of arcadey. So you get like better at it the more you play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just spooky, wholesome fun with the best green boy around. I mean, what else could you ask for? See, I'm glad you said that because, like, that's how I would say it too. Like, it's spooky, wholesome in the sense that, like, if you play it, it does give off spooky vibes. Like, you get that like scary vibe, but it never really scares you. You know what I mean? So you, you get watch the, some game play this one. You get some some of both. Talking. You know, some of column A and some column B. Like, so you could you could play it with like a kid, you know, and not be worried about scaring the crap out of because and the ghosts are like. The ghosts can be like kind of creepy, but they're also not scary at all. They're fun, so it's got that yeah. Mario. It's got that Mario charm, but in Luigi's own setting. Josh, have you ever played Luigi's Mansion? I know we've talked with, to Nestor about this so many. No, times. No, I will say I can't remember if I said it before to you, Nestor, but I do remember seeing this advertised when it was new, and this was one of the games that like it came out on the GameCube, correct? Yeah. yeah, it was the launch. Yeah, this, yeah, this was some. This was one of the few games I remember that made me interested in a GameCube. I never did get one. That's why I missed out on playing this. But I did like the look of this because Luigi was always my favorite between the two. But he never, you know, the focus was always more on Mario. So when I saw this, I was like, this looks kind of fun. And I knew with them, you know, it's like it, it's safe. <laughs> you know, it's wholesome. Like I, I don't have to worry about getting too spooked. So yeah. This is- yeah. No. When I when I first played the demo too, it was um. It was off the heels of having watched Ghostbusters for the first time. Oh, that's cool. And your uh, me, on, what's your thoughts on that in a bit? Go ahead, go oh, ahead. Dude, I love Ghostbusters. It's so much fun. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like off the heels of watching that, and like some of my some of my fondest uh, October memories are uh, chilling with my old man, watching the Sci Fi Channel, waiting for Ghost Hunters to come on. Oh, Ghost Hunters, dude. Ghost Hunters. Oh, man. Ghost Adventures, you know, oh, back in the man. early days. Yeah, good times. I remember but, um, Ghost... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Just all, just all that coalesced into just in me enjoying this time of year. And, uh, yeah. Do you remember... Dude, this, I, is, this is kind of off topic, but also on topic. Do you remember the game, another game released for GameCube called Haunted Mansion? that was based off of, like, the Disney property. The movie. You know, I I always saw it, but I've never seen, like, what it looks like. I like remember... gameplay or anything. We, when we had a GameCube, we rented it from Blockbuster or whatever, family video, I can't remember which one it was. And we were we played it, and we were like, this is so much fun, this is awesome, catching ghosts, traveling yeah. through the man- mansion. And this happened so many times, we'd rent games, we're like, this game's amazing, we gotta do everything we can to earn money to buy our own copy of this game. We gotta get cans and bottles, we gotta do chores, we gotta get money to buy this game. And it's, this is one of those games, like, we gotta buy the Haunted Mansion game. But by the time it was time to return it, we just, we, we beat the whole game. Like, 100% of it. It was like, oh, well, damn, well, I guess, I guess I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy it now. But it was a lot of fun. And I just remember it being, like, the other Haunted Mansion game on the GameCube. 
it wasn't as good as Luigi's Mansion, but it was another one. So I just thought I'd bring it up. Like I said, dude, no. I love that you. No, I just love that you mentioned like Ghost Adventures and all that stuff, dude. I that was something my mom got me into. You know, and I used to sit down and just around autumn season, she'd make chili and stuff like that, and we would just watch that. And you know, when they had the marathons on, and like every now, like every now and then, you'd get those like gems where like they would try to communicate with ghosts or you know spirits and stuff, and then like they would say something, and it was either like really interesting or it was really funny, like. You'd have ones that were like, it was just somebody killed in this house, and you'd hear like a voice that would come through the audio, like, don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, uh, dude, those are so much fun back in the day. I mean, I know they're still going. I haven't seen them in a while, but oh man, I, I hear you, dude. When I was little, on the more wholesome side of Halloween, when I was little, I mean, we lived um, kind of out in the boonies, but we were just off of a neighborhood. So when my sister and I went trick or treating, we'd go through this neighborhood and it was kind of bougie like it was very like rich and stuff like that so we always knew to go there because we knew we were gonna get a ton of candy kind of get those full-size candy bars baby yeah oh dude oh my god popcorn balls and everything big old king-size snicker bars man Ooh. but you know and every now and then you get like a toothbrush but you know we we knew to throw that away but uh (laughs) but you know it was so much fun going out there and we'd come back and you know my dad would be like you know let me let me look at the candy and and shakira and i would start like pleading with mom like don't let him do it don't make him do it and then immediately dad sees like a reese's or two and he takes he's like i'm gonna just check this out like we like we got 470 pieces of candy in there and dad takes one and we lose our minds you know but uh we would put on the dad tax you know (laughs) that's great brian uh dad jokes from a dad yep. hilarious <laughs> uh yeah but <laughs> i we would she t- you know uh, took us t- to movies like casper you know um and i i, I loved that movie i loved i Hocus forgot Hocus about casper dude i used to watch that over and over me too, me too. Oh, yeah, god love yeah. the original casper uh amazing movie uh i did it's interesting i i forgot i just rewatched this last week with dad i did not realize that there's a part where bill pullman the the guy who's supposed to help the ghost in the house he goes into the mirror, and his the ghosts prior to this scene have jumped into his body. So he's almost like kind of like possessed or whatever in a way. He goes into the bathroom, and his face shapes, and we get three cameos. One from Clint Eastwood, one from Ronnie Dangerfield, and one from um, Mel Gibson. And they're all supposed to represent Stretch, Stinky, and Fatso. And I, it, like, kidding me, it went over my head because I didn't know who those guys were. Yeah, and now crazy. I'm like, I oh, my God. That. Yeah, and it just it, it blew my mind. But did I ever oh. tell you that this is on topic with Casper? One day, Erica was like, like feeling sick and just got out of bed and hadn't taken a shower and stuff. And I told her that she looked like the uh, like Casper when he tries to use that machine to turn into a boy and he comes out looking like egg yolks. <laughs> I told her she I told her she looked like that. Did she, did she get the reference? I don't That's think hilarious. so. I don't think uh, so. But I was like, I just picture like if you like really look like shit warmed over one day. You look like Casper yeah. after you try to be turned into a boy. It just comes out egg yolks. Nestor, uh, you said you love that movie, though? Yeah, dude. It's been so long since I've seen it, but yeah, I, I used to watch it like on a pretty regular basis. I need to watch it soon. I know you got on your it, voodoo, Josh. Yeah. It's canonically in the Ghostbusters franchise. Yeah. It, it, Dan, Aykroyd is? In it. Dan Aykroyd at least confirmed. Like, he said it was himself. Wait, but he, he was in the movie. He's in the movie? What's that? Yeah, he, he, was in the movie. Like, yeah he, he, he pops in as like not a Ghostbuster, like he has the jumpsuit on but it doesn't have the logo or anything. He <laughs> walks in and then walks back out he's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, because there's a, there's, a, there's several scenes when 
this so the the whole concept of the story is this woman inherits this house from her like father or whatever and they go to the house and they realize it's haunted so they try to get several people that can go and get these ghosts out well one of them ends up being dan Aykroyd in his ghostbuster gear he goes in there and you you see like leaves and stuff blow out and you hear a big like you know and he comes running out and he looks down at them and he goes who are you gonna call Someone else. <laughs> I forgot about that, man. <laughs> so good. It's okay, such a good moment. Josh, now I'm going to offer an extreme. Here's me and my, my hot takes, right? So I said on Twitter like a week ago, I was like, I like The Mummy from 1999 oh. more, more than Indiana Jones in its entirety. Okay. And people were okay. like, you're insane. Now I'm going to say another one. And you guys, I already know you guys don't agree, but I'm going to say anyways. I like the Casper movie better than Ghostbusters. That's Okay. Uh, I can see it. I could never, I could never get into Ghostbusters, even as an adult, teenager, adult kid. Just didn't do it for me, man. And I also, I'm paralyzed by the fact that Dan Aykroyd gets sucked off by a ghost in one of those movies. It's just, it's just out of place to me. Come on, man. You know, lucky guy. I mean, that's great. Good for him. But you know, I love. Josh, were you all trying to check movies? out the ghost booties when you were growing up? Is that what you were doing, in Ghostbusters? I would have been too scared. You know, <laughs> I would have been too scared. Like waking up and there's just butt cheeks in my face, and I'm like. Fatso's you know, I just, I just, yeah. oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, there's oh, something strange in the neighborhood, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, dude. But um, but no, I mean, uh, I love all those Ghostbuster movies. I love the. I know it gets polarized, but the 2016 one's fine. It's different, but it's fine. You know, the one with um, all the gals in it, and I just, mm. it, I thought that one was fun too. I had a good time, and you just take now quality. that I've got, <laughs> now that I've seen Chill. Afterlife, now that, yeah, right. Now that I've seen Afterlife, I think. Like I've seen the hate for that movie kind of quiet down now that now that it's like okay we did get kind of a continuation of those first two now people are a little bit more accepting knowing that's continuing that like timeline if you will but uh, no I always liked him as a kid Justin to this day will give me shit because I had the um, I forget what it's called but oh, I have yeah, I've heard this story several was, times from yeah me. yeah he will not let me hear the end of it but there's that thing you step on to open up the the box that, that catches the ghost you know yeah and i had that toy i had the proton pack and a bunch of gear and figures i had like a, a house like the store you know the toy house basically of their their building and um he would always want to borrow this or you know he'd want to have them and i was like no you know i wouldn't let him have them <laughs> because i didn't know you know i wasn't there was just a point where i was real heavy and hyper fixated on ghostbusters and then i just got out of it and i moved into other stuff well, when you know, when you're a kid, even though you're not into a like you might have Batman toys or something like that, and you're not playing with them right now, you don't want to give them away because you know, as a kid, there, there's going to come a week where you just randomly want to play with them again. You're, you're randomly to share back your into toys, Batman. Josh. I know, not for me, not adult me. Sure, I would share all my stuff now, but kid me, hell to the nope. I was not going to do that. You can't have my Ghostbuster stuff. And to this day, you know, if I had it, I probably still wouldn't give it. You know, bless his heart, peace and love. But I mean, that's—I would be playing with that stuff now. I told my story about my Batman doll that had a duct tape leg on. I just give Justin the leg. (laughs) (laughs) No, fun Ghostbusters movies, but Casper was so much fun. Do uh, do either of you guys like Hocus Pocus? Nah, it's not for me. Never seen him. Okay, okay. Second one for Josh. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, I'm learning this episode how much I've seen. Like, you know, with Freddy and stuff, I'm kind of, you know, uh, with a lot of these movies, I'm on the out. I mean, but I, you're, you're definitely a movie buff. Oh, well, thank you. That's 
very you just flattered. made Josh's week. <laughs> that's that's I'm not that's I'm not gonna lie. I'm very flattered right now. But no, uh, dude, that that first one's just iconic, and I think that's why Autumn's my favorite season. So like, you know, as a kid, I didn't watch a whole lot of horror. I watched a lot of like more PG stuff, like Halloween Town, like Hocus Pocus, like Casper, so on and so forth. And it just always reminded me of where I lived because, like I said, it was the boonies and we had a neighborhood not far. So I would ride my bike up and down that neighborhood with the leaves falling and it's starting to get chilly out. So it's like it's that weather where you're starting to want like warmer food and you're starting to dress a little warmer. You're starting to wear long sleeve shirts, but you're not wearing hoodies. You know, you're not wearing your jackets or coats or anything like that yet. It hits that good in between feel. And you would come home from school and it just like, I don't know, it felt peaceful, you know? And I just I just remember being my happiest during those times because you knew that Christmas was right around the corner. But, you know, before that, you were going to get to trick-or-treat and get to, like, stuff your face with a ton of free candy. And dressing up was a blast. You guys got to tell me a couple different costumes. Uh, I'll, I want to go with you first, Nestor, but I'd love to hear a couple costumes you guys want to ask. Well, you uh, you kind of stole my thunder there, Josh. I was going to say I have four questions for you guys. One was... One is favorite costume you ever wore. One is least mm. favorite costume you ever wore. Another one is favorite candy to get on Halloween. And what's one candy that if you got it, you're like, I don't want this shit. Try to get rid of it. Try to trade it off. So good candy, bad candy, good costume, bad costume. Nestor, you start. Yeah, you go ahead, Nestor. All right. Good candy. Any sour gummy candy. If I get sour punch draws, the little tiny ones, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, those are going first. Did you ever? Did um, you ever smoke them fake candy cigarettes? I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey mom, I'm that's literally the only cigarette I've ever had. Yeah, I'm proud of yeah, that. Mom, I feel uh, like I'm here. drunk. <laughs> I'm smoking, yeah. I'm smoking. Uh, least favorite candy, bruh, black licorice. What are you guys doing, Ugh. dude? Yeah, absolutely the worst. You, you, you. You rarely get those, but if I had a second choice, it'd probably just be like regular Tootsie Rolls. Or not Dots. I oh, like I was going to say oh, Dots. Dude, dots is dots, my least dots favorite. Suck. Dot, yeah. Dots are balls. Dude. I was lucky to get Milk Duds, I remember. I never got a lot of Milk Duds, and I always loved those. Malted Milk Balls, I remember I liked, but Malted... Uh, I bet you do like Milk Duds, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's hilarious, Josh? Now that you brought up Milk Duds, I was at work, yeah. like, I was at work like 4 o'clock in the morning in the hospital. Yeah. No one's there. I get mm-hmm. on an elevator completely alone. I look down at the floor, and in the corner, there's one milk dud. <laughs> Are you just, sure that's a milk dud, bro? Just, no, <laughs> ah, well, it certainly seemed like it's just one milk dud on the floor in the elevator. <laughs> no, in Josh, some, anything's possible. I guess it's true. I guess it's true. But no, I guess it's a milk dud of some kind. Since I already said my least favorite, my least favorite were dots. I think my favorite was probably probably Kit Kats and Snickers. Like I just I like the I like the wholesome chocolate candy. Uh, yeah. Was probably my my favorite, uh, but yeah, dots were awful. Black licorice was awful. Um, those are really the worst ones. I can't think of. I don't know, Josh. What about you? Favorite, least favorite candy? Least favorite, absolutely, Nestor. Black licorice, just like you guys, uh, hated that. I I would get confused because I'd see it initially, you know, and you're trick or treating, you're like coming and going to houses. I would think it's chocolate. I'd think it's the chocolate one, you know, and and then I'd get home and look at it and I'm like, this sucks, you know. I hated um sweet tarts. I didn't like sweet tarts. Oh, uh, no way. I like sweet yeah. tarts. Yeah. I think I do. I mean, I haven't had them in a while, but I, I remember liking them like a couple years ago, but when I was a kid, I did not like them. Um, and then 
Uh, nerds, I didn't like oh, I love for a while. Yeah, I didn't like them for some reason. Dude, I'm guzzling that whole box of long go, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell we're yeah, gonna start man. Calling, just going to start calling Nestor the nerd guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, that's funny, but don't. <laughs> nah, we'll go. We'll, we'll keep it with Green Plumber. But, um, yeah, but, uh, oh, this is fun. Uh, my favorite, though, probably was, I think it's close to yours, Brian. I think Snickers was my favorite as a kid. Um, Kit Kats, for sure. It was rare also to get cookies and cream Hershey's, but I loved oh, yeah, cream. So good. That that was like delicacy yeah. candy to me as yeah. a kid. I wasn't having Ferrero Rocher yet. That was know, like I was the, having cookies and cream. If all the so, candy was worth a dollar, it felt like the, the Oreo cream one was worth like $5. Oh, man. I would trade like half a bag of candy just to get a, a cookies and cream one. But yeah, that ever, was... Do you guys ever have that one kid who'd be like, hey, I'll trade you all of my black licorice and dots for one Snickers. Great deal, right? You ever have that kid? No. No, oh, I, yeah. I I was that kid. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, me too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys were the schemers. But I, but oh, hey, I man. traded my whole bag for. You can't think of a better trade than trade my whole bag for Banjo Kazooie on N64. Yeah, that's a good deal right there. GameStop, oh, yeah. GameStop won't get meet you on that level. Ooh, GameStop, no, they'd be like dollar fifty. Can't even buy. You can buy one yeah. candy. Oh candy. man, yeah, uh, okay, garbage. So, Nestor, what's your favorite Halloween costume and your least favorite? Halloween? Oh man, uh, I think my favorite, um, just based off of the the impact that it's had on my life, is uh, when I was five and six years old, back to back years, I dressed up as Robin. Oh, very cool. Yeah, cool. and ever since then, you know, Dick Grayson, Robin, Nightwing, been my favorite superhero of all time. When okay, question: When you dressed up as Robin, um, was it a specific one? Like, was it like animated series? Was animated it like, series? Okay, hell yeah, bet, yeah. dude, yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Love uh, that, man. Least favorite costume. <laughs> I think, uh... <laughs> Alright, I love Superman, but I dressed up as Superman the year that Soldier Boy came out with the song. So that's all <laughs> I heard when I went to school, bro. Superman! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I dressed up as Superman before. Yeah. What about you, Brian? Mine, mine are underwhelming, but like, okay, so I'm, choo I'm choosing my favorite costume not off of what I think is cool today. I'm choosing off of what I felt the most proudest in when I wore it as a kid. And for me, it was when I was five and I went as, as Disney's Hercules. Yes, I knew. I was hoping you were yeah. going to pick that one. Oh, yes. Hercules. I had like the red band over his head and I had the, that's, full, that's the full brown chest and, and sandals and everything. And of course, okay. I, I thought I was a badass because you're five. And it's like, I'm Hercules. I'm tough. I'm strong. I'm a badass. So that was my favorite. And then my uh -huh. least favorite, I thought through in my head like actual costumes. What was my least favorite? And, and it came to me what my least favorite is. This happened on more than one occasion where, I mean, it depends if you want to blame my parents or blame me. Like, on one hand, you can blame me for not trying, but on my other hand, you can blame my parents for, they're the ones that got to buy our costumes and get us ready or whatever. But there's a couple years my mom would be like, oh yeah, we're too lazy, we don't got a costume for this year, so just throw on just throw on your uh, Kansas City Chiefs jersey, you'll go as a football player. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a couple times where I went trick-or-treat and I just, I'm wearing like freaking blue jeans, yeah. socks and tennis shoes, and I have a... Kansas City Chiefs jersey on and I'm like trick or treat and they're like what are you and I'm like I'm a football player it's like no I just threw on a freaking jersey like it's just ridiculous so uh, oh that's kind of I do I do remember my mom dressing me as a like a generic pirate one year and I won the church contest for best costume 
It was, it was, it was weird. It was ridiculous. Me and my brother, oh, we wow. went as uh, Star Trek characters. We had, he was a brown, a brown suit. I was the red suit. And we had these little, like. Oh, you were the red suit? Nice. Yeah, we had these little badges that, like, to look, they were made to look like the, the badges that they wore yeah, for Star Trek, Star except, yeah. except they were just, like, little uh, flashlights, I remember. Oh, cool. that's cool, though. No, that's awesome. But, yeah. I, it's weird. I don't associate you with Star Trek at all, Brian, but that's, but at the same time, I've never seen you hate on it. No, I, I mean, I've watched all of Voyager. But that's about the experience. Oh, okay, nice. Nice. I mean, I've watched the, the films, obviously, the new films. But, uh, yeah. Josh, what about you? Favorite costume, least favorite I, costume? This is cool because I can actually relate to you both. It's crazy. So, my least favorite was, I, I think the last time I trick or treated, it was 13. And I also. I had a I had a basketball jersey, and it was my favorite player, Tony Kukoc, played for the Bulls in the Jordan era, the Croatian sensation, the Pink Panther, sixth man of the year. Uh, he was my favorite player. I got to meet him. He was just a great guy, and I didn't have a costume. I decided last minute I was going to go with this one friend, and I just I threw that on, and they were like, who are you supposed to be? I was like, Tony Kukoc, as if they would know who the hell that is. But, uh, you know, to me, I thought everyone knows who Tony Kukoc is. And <laughs> I went trick-or-treating is that uh, didn't get over well. Because that, at that point in time, I was starting to get that question that I think a lot of us get. Aren't you a little like, old? Yeah, I started getting that, and I was mean-mugging them. I was like, mm, just give me the freaking candy. But, uh, yeah, my favorite, though, was I dressed up as Robin in third grade. And it was specifically, yeah. I mean, it was specifically Batman and Robin's Robin. And I love Batman and Robin. Did you have Batman? I love the movie. Oh, I absolutely had bat nipples. And I had a six-pack, bro. I went into school with this costume. Like, I was so psyched getting up that morning because I had a six-pack. And I thought, ooh, all these girls are going to give me kisses. Mm. I'm going to get so many kisses with my six-pack abs. Did you know six-packs actually take real work to get? I was, I, was, <laughs> I was literally like, I was literally putting my hands on my hips. What's up, everybody? Mm. What's up, you know, Alexis, or what's up, Check you out know, these Susan? You know, you know, and I'm hey, just like, at least you were in character, bro. <laughs> dude, it was super not like. I'm telling you what, like, you put Nacho Libre in a uh, in a Robin costume. That was me that day. Like, I was like, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out by the corner of this wall here at recess and put out a vibe, you know, and just like that's, that's how I looked it. in that Superman costume, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! And Nacho Libre is a great, great movie, but um, yeah, uh, that was probably my favorite, just because it looked. It looked so cool. I went as Superman before. I went as a blue Power Ranger from Mighty Morphin. And, um, I, I went as a lot. I don't think I ever went as a Star Wars character now that I think about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I loved I loved uh, getting to dress up, I remember. And that one was just cool. That was at a point where, like I said, the costumes were starting to get more detailed. Because I do remember in the early like 90s, when I was very young, uh, costumes were still kind of a little bit more on the generic side. Like, less pop culture-y. You had more, like a generic pirate, a witch, you know, vampire yeah. and, and stuff like that. And then they started to kind of like move into the pop culture stuff. And like one year I won as Frankenstein or no, it was Beetlejuice. And my mom like dyed my hair basically for that and spiked it up and everything. And I had like a weird kind of like Frankenstein, like Beetlejuice type of uh, combo or Frankenstein's monster, I should say. But yeah, random question. Have either of you guys, have either of you guys seen Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman? Parts of it. No. What about you, Nestor? Oh, so I'm not. It's so underrated. I, I just love watched, it. Anyway, I, can't remember, I just watched some movie. Oh, that's what it is. The that's what the guy who directed the Mummy went on to do after the Mummy. Van Helsing. Oh well, you know what? Speaking of that, why don't we talk about that? Uh, Nestor, have you seen the Mummy movies? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, Not I've seen sure. the first one a ton. Goated. You like them? Yeah, I love it, dude. Such a good movie. I, it's also been a while since I've seen them, but yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> 
how do you feel with Brian's hot take that he had on that tweet that he, that he thinks they're better than Indiana Jones? Well, I like them better. Well, I don't think they're objectively better. Okay, I like my mistake, better. my mistake. Yeah. Okay. Well, somehow I've never seen a single Indiana Jones movie, so you got my vote, man. Nice. Hey, not, Every time I watch Indiana Jones, I'm kind of bored. My dad's listening, he'll be like, son, you didn't like Ghostbusters, and you didn't like Indiana Jones, you were a disappointment. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but well, I like Santa, Santa Claus, Claus, Dad. I like Santa Claus 1 and 2. <laughs> Not 3, but I like Santa Claus 1 and 2, okay? So oh, give me a break. So. Uh, no, dude, uh, those are great movies. I, I like both series. Um, I don't know if I could put one over the other, because um, I love Temple of Doom, especially uh, for Indiana Jones, and I love the first movie film, even the second one. Third one, not so much, but I really love Scorpion King. But, oh, dude, the the first one's fantastic. And the one phenomenal. day the Scorpion King would be Black Adam. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Dude, it's crazy. Well, yeah, what's crazy, dude. too, is that Scorpion King spawned, like, five sequels. Oh, yeah. All direct Straight, to DVD. Yeah. And they they were like, we can't get The Rock. Let's get an MMA fighter in this one. Good. Let's get it going. You know, I remember just, I remember watching the Mummy animated series on Kids WB I back in the day. That. Yeah. that was a thing? I didn't I know that. Really, but... I did not know that. Man. See, there were okay, cartoons right like... Pokemon right before Jackie Chan Adventures. Dude, I was just talking to somebody about that, a coworker. He said he, well, it's one of my friends, but he said he loves that show. I never got to, I love Jackie Chan movies, but I've never caught Jackie Chan Adventures. Have you now, have you, have, this is off topic, but Nestor, have you ever played Jackie Chan Stuntmaster? No, but I've seen it. Ooh. It looks great. It's so much Dude. Fun. <laughs> so much fun. Why are we not getting that game? When are we going to do Chan our Jackie mind? Chan Stuntmaster episode, Josh? Oh my god. Dude, that's got to happen. And now i, I got to dress up as Jackie, like in some kind of like iconic, like like maybe Bangkok Dangerous gear. Josh, what's like a better that? game? Jackie Chan Stuntmaster or Brute Force? Brute Force. Oh! Ow! Ooh. The pain. Oh, it hurts. Okay. I got one final both, question for you guys. In, I'm just kidding. In all, in all reality, guys, just for you guys, if you're tuning in for the first time ever, it's absolutely Stuntmaster. Brute Force is ass, but I still love it. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for that. Uh, I got I got one final question for you guys uh, before we do business, but you guys can go ahead if you got more stuff you want to get talk about first. Uh, but last question I have for you guys is, um, you know what? I forgot. I can't believe it. I was, too th- I was thinking about Jackie Chan Stuntmaster, and it completely left my mind. Oh, there it is. I got it back. Okay. If the three of us went to a Halo Halloween convention, which, which characters should we dress up? Would we dress up as for each of us? Which one? What would we be? What do we think we'd go as? Who? Would, I think it'd be interesting. I'm so, absolutely going as the big thick blob that, like, when you throw a grenade, he doesn't oh, yeah. just die. He goes flying. He goes sailing. Like you just no gonna, more. <laughs> and he lands, and then yeah. just get a sumo suit and put some tentacles on it, and like you're pretty you're much would not be machine, hard. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a popcorn machine? That's really yeah. good. That's totally accurate, dude. What are you supposed to be? Uh, a popcorn machine. What else? I'm flood. Is that really what you're gonna okay. go as though, Josh? Don't you pick the fat fat flood boy? I think I would. I okay. think I would. Let's yeah. say let's say Master Chief's not an option, so I Master Chief's out. So you're fat flood boy. What, what are you going as, Nestor? Uh an ODST. <laughs> oh yeah. You gotta Hell go yeah, man. man. You gotta go as an ODST. Oh, absolutely, dude. Hell yeah. No, I, if if I wasn't choosing something super like spooky focused in that regard, I would I would try to make my own cosplay of Spartan 029 Joshua. So then I could be like, see, look at the birth certificate, and I could whip that shit out. You know? Oh yeah, Don't man. Leave- that, that's 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 like a that's like a dream for me. I think whenever I have like enough space and I can actually get like a project going, mm-hmm. I really want to make my Halo 3 Spartan armor and. uh 
just add a little add a little mustache on it because it's green and blue, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah. What about uh, you, Brian? I would dress as Roland, and then I'd just go around going, ah, 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 <laughs> I'm Roland! Ah. <laughs> oh, God. I'd trip, and I'd fall, and I'd, like, I'd, like, spit on myself, and I'd, like, just I'd say have, stupid stuff. I'd have to film a short, like, film of, like, Nestor in his ODST gear just stalking you the entire time. You're walking around, flailing your arms. It's me, Roland! It's me, Roland! I'm important! I got stuff to say! Listen to me! You know, and... Is it because she didn't die when she was supposed to? <laughs> I go to Roland. There's a Roland, just, Roland fans out there listening, they just shut the episode off. They can't right. be. That's, they, they can't be. You're right. There's no, there's, there's no such thing as a Roland fan. Well, uh, no, Nestor, uh, I wanted to ask you, man, so... You know, it sounds like, you know, you haven't seen as many, like, you, horror movies and stuff like that, so that's not as much your cup of tea, which, frankly, is refreshing because most people I know are into, like, the real bloody horror type stuff for Halloween, and I've only recently started to watch a lot of that stuff um, because it took me a while because I'm not typically that. I watched the movie The Nun at, like, 8.30 in the morning, like, pretty much this time here uh, in the morning one time, and I still had to, like, open my blinds, turn on every light because I was still creeped out, so... For you, being more on a like kind of more wholesome side than nostalgic and a lot of these associative memories, what is it like? Is it just, you know, it hits August and immediately you get like nostalgic, you know? Like, well, what is it for you that makes you like love this time of year, love Halloween? Yeah, man, it's it's like you it's like you said earlier, you know, it, the well, first of all, the weather hits that point where you don't need an air conditioner and you don't need a heater. Yep. You know, you wear a long Sweet sleeve time. and you're good to go. Yep. Um, Finally, having moved up to to Oregon like two years now, three years ago now, Jesus, yeah, having moved up here and just having actual trees and foliage as opposed to California, <laughs> where everything's on fire. But having like actual trees that change with the season, it's just been amazing, dude. It's been so nice. Have I, you? And, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, yeah, no. I'm just saying. I don't take. I don't take a single day that I'm outside for granted because it's so pretty. Dude, absolutely. As someone who works nights, man, I don't see the sun a whole lot. Uh, anytime I get to be out during the autumn, it I want to listen to like different, a different, like different music. Not just Halloween stuff, but like my my taste changes. Um, and that's when I start wanting like you know uh, caramel apples and hot cocoa and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, dude, there's, you know, th- there's a fine line I think between like. Uh, because you know you get older and you start like missing being a kid and yeah some people take that to a really like unhealthy degree mm-hmm. uh, but this is the one time of the year where i can say that it's because like everything that i've experienced over the course of my life like the best parts of it have always come around this time of year the best games always release in october november you get the best food you get the trick-or-treat you get to dress up all my favorite games are like thematically appropriate for this time of year. Like, mm-hmm. like it's like I said, you, you you play ODST when it's raining outside. Completely different experience, you know. Absolutely, yeah. That external ambiance, man. Have you? I'll be remiss if I don't ask you. Have you ever been to Salem? Have you ever thought about going there? Oh, I'd love to go. Okay. Actually, yeah, uh, the town that they shot Halloween Town in is up here in Oregon. Oh, that's cool. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I've always wanted to go there, but Oregon is so far away from Illinois. So it's hey, crazy. man, but, uh, you got you got a safe place to stay for free. 
I'll remember that, man. And I'll remember that. I appreciate that. I would ask you guys. Hit you up, man, that would be dope. That you would for real. Do you have like a bunk bed that Josh and I like? We both come at the same time. <laughs> I'll get uh, the. I'll, what? You guys not in a cuddle? No. I mean, well, we'll totally. You know. Yeah, yeah, it won't. It won't be weird. I'll be like Brian. You know what? I'll put my feet by the back of your neck. No, what's funny is I remember. I remember one time. Is this with Justin? This was Justin. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew you were gonna say that. Go ahead. Go ahead. We were we were in. I was at Justin's house, and there was no couch, and yeah. he had one bed. So like there was, if it wasn't the bed, it was the floor. Like there was nowhere else. Well, Justin had already jumped on the bed. And he's like, I, I claim the bed. I'm sleeping on the bed. I'm like, okay, I am too. So I get in the bed and I, I get right up beside him, lay in the bed, and I'm, I'm legitimately tired. And I'm like, and he the whole time he's freaking out. He's like, what do what, what are you doing, man? Get, I'm here. Get out of the bed, man. I, you're not gonna actually sleep by me, are you? I'm like, dude, I'm going to sleep. He's like, I was here first. I'm in the bed. I'm like, whatever, Justin. I'm going to sleep. I literally just fall asleep on that bed, and he just mutters himself to sleep. And eventually, we both fall asleep in that bed. And he's just like, it's almost like he wants to be able to say for the record he hated it, but he totally slept there. <laughs> You know what's funny, Nestor, is I can just imagine if you had, like, a bunk bed, and you take the top bunk, Brian and I are over, and immediately, Brian and I just get in the same, like, bottom bunk, and we're, like, we're, like, immediately, like, instead of saying goodnight, we look at each other and go, <laughs> keep it sacred, keep it sacred, Brian, keep it sacred, Josh, That's keep it sacred. sacred. boy bunk, like, dude. <laughs> Nestor gets up the next morning, he looks like he hasn't got any sleep, and he's like, they podcasted from the bunk bed all night long. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, uh, welcome to the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast. We're here in Nestor's Bottom Bunk. <laughs> Let's do that bottom for like bunk. an hour. Yeah. That'd be a cool like clubhouse name, Nestor's Bottom Bunk. Hell yeah! It's like Mickey's oh, Clubhouse, man. Yeah. That's just popping. Yeah. It's just popping. Hell yeah. But, man. um, ah, oh, man. Uh, alright, so I guess before we head out, neither of you guys have played Luigi's Mansion 3, right? No, it's, it's on my list. I haven't. It's on my list to buy. Alright, man. This is this is my this is my sales pitch. <laughs> Let's all see right. it. Will I feel bad at all if I haven't played two, or is it completely irrelevant? No, literally, literally all that have all that you need to know from two is that Luigi got a ghost dog, and that's it. A ghost hug. Aww. Ghost dog. Dog. Okay. 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 Yeah. D O G. All right. So like the first game, I would equate to like a novel. You know, it's it's a book. It's really good. Everybody loves it. It's it's the original piece of like the original like work of art, right? Yeah. yeah. The second game on the 3DS is more like 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 uh like the TV show or like a straight to DVD movie, all right? It's good, but it's not as good. Mm. Return of Jafar. All right, that that third game? Oh man, that's that third game is like uh, it's like such a feel good wholesome fun movie you know you go watch it you leave the theater you're extremely satisfied i think it's the best looking game on the switch it's animated like a pixar level animation all right it really puts my boy up there you know really shows off all his personality traits uh it's just fun all the way through every floor is different different themes um and uh yeah, there's multiplayer if you want to do that. <laughs> I heard well, what was man. that thing that people just discovered about Guigi. Didn't they tell them there's something they just discovered about him? I think I saw you post about it on Twitter. Uh, yes. So I guess um, I, I guess the cuts some cutscenes play out a little bit differently depending on whether or not you you're playing in multiplayer or by yourself. Mm. Have you done both or no? 
No, I just haven't had the time to do multiplayer this year, but I'm gonna get around to it. What's your What's your very bias score for like? What would you give Luigi's Mansion Three like for yourself, like personally? Oh, bro, it's ten out of ten, easy. Nice, <laughs> nice, easy, yeah, dude. I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at some gameplay right now, specifically the Boiler Works level, which looks quite cool. Just checking this out right now, but um, man, look, I, I I'll be honest, I haven't checked the Switch sales in a bit. But uh, if you happen to catch it on there, Nestor, let me know. If it's, it's on, on sale, I'll pick it up. It'll probably be half off around like Black Friday because okay. it, was, it was half off last year. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I definitely want to get that. Um, yeah, because that, that game does look really good. Uh, it'd be nice to play. I still need to play uh, Raving Rabbits. When's, is Spark of Hope out already? Yeah, I think it's coming out. last week. And it's awesome. It is awesome? Cool. They okay. got... Um, all right, so... so Grant Kirkhope, the composer for Banjo-Kazooie, he okay. did the, the entire soundtrack for the first game. For the second game, he's still in it, but they got Yoko Shimomura, who does all the Kingdom Hearts music, to do, to do music for it, too. And you can Ooh, tell, yeah. dude. That's awesome. From, That's the, from, the very, a... from the very first fight, I'm like, am I fighting Sephiroth right now? What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. That was great. Dude, that's great to hear, man. I, I gotta, I gotta play those. I, I really gotta do. Uh, it, it's hard because, like, when I when I boot it up, um, I want to play Zelda primarily, but then I keep seeing, I keep forgetting. I get the name of it mixed up, but it's um, Mario Super Mario Galaxy Odyssey. 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 Okay, yeah, that's the yeah, I got it mixed up. But Odyssey, and I've really been interested to play that. And then I see Raving Rabbits, and I'm like, oh man, I really, it's, it's a, uh, I don't know. I don't. Know, so I put myself in a weird position sometimes because I buy so many games that when I do have the palette, I'm like, uh, I, it's like the Netflix issue where you like spend more time trying to find something to watch than watching something. So yeah. I run into that. But I gotta play Luigi's Mansion Three, man. And I'll take screenshots like hella crazy. He will. I love taking screenshots. Anything with the photo mode or I mean, in the uh, the Switch makes it so easy. I love that. Oh, yeah, so, dude. yeah, absolutely. Nestor, have you ever? This is the last off-topic kind of thing. Do you have you ever heard of Fruits Basket, the show, the the manga? Oh yeah, man, I love it. Really, that's my my wife's favorite thing of all time. Is Fruits Basket? Yeah, I think we have the same calendar, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, uh, she's about when we get off the podcast. She's about to. I'm going as Kyo this year. Uh, Yo, oh, and she's going to be Toru. Yeah, I gotta look this up. How's that spelled, Brian? uh, K Y O, and then um, our daughter's going to be a rice ball. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, uh, Brian, I could see that. So, so yeah, she's gonna dye my hair, and I gotta shave my face, and yeah. Yo, you gotta be angry cat boy. Yeah. So that's that's what's, that's yeah, what's going man. on today. We're going to a Halloween party, so. Oh, that's cool, dude. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You, I could see you going as him. That's cool. Yeah, I actually really oh, yeah. liked the. I, I've never read it, obviously, but I have watched a lot of the, the new show, and I really, I really enjoyed it as well. Oh, uh, dude, yeah, it's. That should have me balling, man. It's oh, so dude, good. I went and saw the movie with her, like her parents and her her, <clears throat> her uh, dad, Toro's dad, dying. Awful. Just awful. Yeah. So, uh, good stuff though. But um, yeah, I thought oh, maybe yeah. Nestor would know. So, uh, Josh, would you want to pull up? Because it's been a while. It's been a while. Would you want to pull been up the patrons uh, and read those off? But I'll go ahead and do yeah. the rest of the business. Uh, yeah, I'll bring that up. Guys, if you want to leave us an email or a voicemail, send that to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to find Josh on Twitter, he is at Jedi Knight Joshy. If you want to find me, I'm at Brian's Bane. Nestor, what is your handle for Twitter? Oh, you know? shoot. I think I'm at Green Plumber 64 
Green Plumber 64. That should have been a game. That should have been. Think if there, think if there was Dude, a, really? a oh, Luigi's yeah. Mansion for N64. I'd love to. They do one of those. They should do one of those N64 demakes for Luigi's Mansion. To, like show what it looked like on N64. Some of those demakes are yeah. fire, man. <laughs> they look Maybe fire. Cool. Um, oh, if you man. guys want to support the podcast monetarily. For as low as a dollar be mentioned at the end of a podcast episode. Or if you want to be a sacred boy like Nestor here and be on the podcast with us, uh, you can do that. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash sacred icon. Uh, come join the Discord. Come talk with us. Get to know us. Uh, we're all friends in the Discord. It's awesome. we got a channel for everything. Uh, join it's us. It's dope. Uh, Josh, you ready to read off those patrons? Yeah, real quick, Nestor. It's so great to have you on again, man. I- I've been having a blast oh, talking all hey, this random Halloween oh, yeah. stuff. That's yeah. the thing, too, Nestor. And Always I, a pleasure. I, I was going to say it to you off the air, but I'll just say it now because it makes sense. Like, you get, for you guys that don't know out there, Nestor is one of our biggest supporters. He's been in the Sacred Boy patron tier for so long. So I don't know if you realize this, uh, Nestor, but, like, you can be on again next week if you want. Like, we mm-hmm. just got to get a time together. Like, it doesn't just have to be this one episode every long while. Like, you've been supporting us so much, and, I mean, you're our friend Absolutely. besides that. But, like, yeah. if you have time and you want to do another episode like this a week from today... Just let us know. Like, I mean, you're you're pretty much have an open invitation here. So absolutely, we love having dude. you on. Oh Don't yeah, you. man. I mean, finding time's always a struggle, but you know, I, I've always I've always I've always told Brian and Josh in private that it's it's more about the support for me, whether or not whether or not I'm like owed episodes or whatever. I don't care. No, I dude, I you're you're amazing. I appreciate. It. I remember. Oh, I remember selfless, what you said. man. Yeah. He said like six months or a year ago. He was like, I don't know how you said this, but you're like. You got that computer. I know you're able to get that computer because people like me are supporting you on Patreon. I'm like, dude, that's such an amazing way to look at it. So, yeah, yeah we, we love talking with yeah. you. It's not even like having a guest anymore. Like the very first time no. it was, but now it's just like, oh, Nestor's coming back on. Like you're, yeah. what is this? Your, is this your third or fourth episode you've been on? At least fourth. third. I think this is my fourth, yeah. Fourth. Yeah. First one was with Brian. I had COVID at the time. Lady Corona struck me. Then, <laughs> then the next time we did two episodes. We did two sessions. I remember. Oh yeah, so. nice. I remember everything. Yeah. As my my head spins. You guys can't see it right now. It's doing a three hundred sixty degree spin. It's yeah, back. We see oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh. Give oh, us yeah. some patrons. Or right, go ahead, Nick. We're gonna say next. Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say all I know for sure. Sometime before May. Josh has to get Breath of the Wild under his belt so we can do that retrospective, baby. <laughs> oh, I will try. I will... The next one's coming out, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, I. Worst case I, scenario, I think, you and me are happen. doing the Nestor, but we got to get Josh on there too. I'll be there regardless, but I mean, I I think I'm not saying I'm not gonna play it before the end of the year. I think it's possible, but I could see spring being that perfect time. Just you know, get... just like you talk about ODST and the, with the rain outside. I could just see that spring weather. What I did play, I, you know, I actually haven't had a chance to talk to you about it, but just a quick summary, dude. I liked what I played of it. It was really fun. I was, all I did, I probably played an hour, two to three, and I did a couple things over because I just, I was struggling, but uh, getting like the gear and everything like that. And I talked to some dude by like a fire and I was like, damn, this actually seems really cool. And I love the, the aesthetics. I love the kind of, see, he likes the aesthetics. Feel. You already won half the battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're we're learning that. Yeah, but uh, no, I, it it is. I can tell I'm gonna like it. I just gotta put more time. Like if they, it, if yeah. they if they if they did a Kotor remake and it was a perfect one to one remake, but they made it like as dark and brooding as like Dark Souls or the original Gears of War. Josh would be like, Ugh. I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm I'm over it. There's no I'm color. It, but no, peace and love to uh to to Souls. But like, uh, oh, Revan's yeah, only I'll, wearing black in this game. Well, he he. Uh, I actually, he wore, ride. Oh, I thought he had red. 
some red. Well, too. at the very end, he wore all black. But you know, if you were on dark side, but it had a little bit of red on it too. <laughs> uh, also, in the beginning cutscene, but that's before you know he's rabbit mm. or you're rabbit. You know. Thank uh, you. Spoilers. Thank you for yes. this Kotor Kotor savant. Oh. It's KOTOR Bride, released in 2003, developed by Bioware. Uh, on to our patrons. Uh, <laughs> first off, Poba's Feet. Diente de Hombre, we just had him on the show. Gonna have him back on again. Uh, Jesse Insanity. Shout out, shout out to Diente Hombre for sending us some freaking cool shit, man. Yes, I, you just I, sent... Uh, go you, ahead. I got it too, Josh, but I'm waiting. Dude, dude. I'm waiting yeah. to make a special post once I open it on Twitter. I wanted to give him a special post. I know you already did too. So yeah, he gave us these. Uh, sent us these Halo Plasma Pistol bottle openers. It's so cool. Uh, which is I awesome. didn't even know those existed, dude. I, I feel never like I've seen, seen all the. So. I feel like I've seen everything of Halo out there, but I didn't never he is, uh, a bottle opener. He's an incredible dude. Incredible dude. Yeah. Uh, but go on, Josh. Sweet dude. Go on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got our, our boy, Bully Wesley. Oh. <laughs> uh, we got Lisa Don't let him find him in the hallway. Right? Uh, or in Luigi's Mansion. Sparkies. We got Hocus Locust. Dark Chaos 580. Blind Valkyrie. We got William Green. Kevin Benson, Albino, I Irving TV, Jason Bird. What what, what do you say when I uh, bring up Jason He's Bird, Brian? True. <laughs> AJ's Dank, Evan Lee, Fallout Five One. Or, sorry, Fallout One Five Two. Church on a Hill. Ian Deruck. Or yeah, Ian Rucker. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's Deruck in parentheses. Boy, that really. I wanted to get <laughs> that right. I felt bad. It did. It did. It fucked me up. Uh, Shin Revel, Irish Phoenix, rising from the ashes, born anew. Right, Brian. Born anew. So that was really loud. <laughs> yeah, that was good though. Lame Shark, the Dav, Jared Hartley, uh, Joe, aka Small Print TV, Aaron, Colton Pittman, Butter My Waffles, Brian Butterdee's nuts, Nerva, aka David, Anthony Dorsey. Caleb Webster, Chris Gecko, Brian, hit me with that Greco thing. Chris Gecko, make Gecko, have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Gecko. Tony, Mustard Chief, King Grunt, Aries 0430, Montana Menace. We got Joshy Big Boy. Is that a solar Brian. eclipse? Nope, it's just zero. Aries 0430's mustache. Go on. <laughs> Joshy Big Boy, Ryan Barca, Dustin Mandre, Bramola, Corey Hanks, Preyanshu, Brentoni Mo. Missed that dude. MH Cosplay, Ian Mills. Oton, K and Nick, Trevor Polkey, The Shipleys, Dust Storm, The Man Who Saw Justice League, and Knew It Needed More, Matthew Salvatore, and our very own Sacred Boy on the show with us right now. What better way to go out? Our buddy Nestor, Green Plumber, a.k.a. fucking Ouija, or as Brian would put it, fre- freaking Ouija. <laughs> hey, guys. Hell yeah, baby. Here. Um, oh, Josh, man. Nestor, hit, love having you on. Josh, hit go me up Brian. with the sound of Luigi battling an orc from Rings of Power. Uh, it's an orc. Uh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna take you down. Uh, go to Mordor. Go to sleep for a very long time. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty good. Said. I'm impressed by <laughs> that Johnny. Was good. Johnny yeah, on the spot you. there. Very yeah. good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. We hope can't wait to have you back on Nestor. Your time here with Nestor. Um, it was it was a blast. Uh, let us know some of your Halloween memories in the Discord or email us. Send in a voice clip telling us about hope something you- that scared the crap out of you. Hope you guys didn't get too scared. Oh, it was it was a pretty scurry episode. Hope you, scary. hope you didn't get too spooked. Um, but I gotta go get ready for the Halloween party today. I hope you guys have some fun plans this weekend. I'll drink the punch, Brian. I won't. I won't. I heard it's. I heard it's urine. Uh, but wow, they got dark for, for no reason. <laughs> uh, but uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred. I'm a Luigi, number one.